Good morning and uh, welcome to the Broward County Commission. Today is Tuesday, February 12th, and uh, I'd like to ask everybody to please rise for our Pledge of Allegiance and remain standing afterwards. And to lead our Pledge of Allegiance, I'd like to ask the distinguished, the honorable, the pre precedent-setting, learned jurist, a world-renowned, famous, prominent county attorney, Andrew Myers, is here with us today to lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. Please remain standing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's customary that we observe a moment of silence in honor of notable persons from our community who have recently passed. Today, I would like to take time to honor those 17 individuals who lost their lives last year. In two days, it'll be February 14th, as everybody can remember what happened at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. And to honor those individuals, I'd like to call up the mayor of Parkland, Christine Hunchovsky, and Joy Carter, the mayor of Coral, Mayor Pro Tem of Coral Springs, if you'd come up to the podium, and please, if you don't mind, read the names of those individuals that passed away. Alyssa Alhadef, Martin Duque Angiano, Scott Beagle, Nicholas Dwaret, Aaron Feiss, Jamie Gutenberg. Chris Hickson, Luke Hoyer, Cara Lofren, Gina Montalto, Joaquin Oliver, Alina Petty, Meadow Pollock, Helena Ramsey, Alex Schachter, Carmen Shentrup, Peter Wang. Thank you, and I'd like to ask for a moment of 17 seconds of silence. Thank you to honor those individuals. Thank you. Thank you, mayors. I would also like to now go to my fellow commissioners to see if any, they have anyone they would like to recognize at this time. Commissioner Michael Udeen. I just want to add to that something I spoke to Tony Montalto yesterday, and you see his letter in the Sun Sentinel today. It's hard for others to comprehend the depth of, depth of our loss. This Thursday, we ask that everyone remember that long before they became victims, they were people, happy people with families that love them, some respected educators, coaches, and figures on the school campus. All of the victims were beloved sons and daughters, excellent students, our neighbors, athletes, artists, dancers, and musicians. They were ambitious kids and leaders with bright futures and a desire to make difference in the world. <clears throat> Please take the time to remember those who were lost and for those of you that knew any of these 17 people, please try to recall the good times that you shared, the connections you had with them, and maybe, just maybe, a smile will be able to break through our tears on Thursday the 17th. I also want to add 
that the entire community is mentally and emotionally hurting from what happened. There were 17 people that were physically shot and injured as well. Ashley, Anthony, Isabel, Justin, Alexander, Samantha, Samantha, Marion, Kyle, Stacy, Kashiva, Samantha, Daniela, William, Genesis, Benjamin, and Maddie. I ask you to keep them in their prayers because while their physical scars are starting to heal, uh, their emotional and trauma and that of the entire Northwest Broward community is still raw one year later, and I just ask for everybody to keep them in their prayers. Anybody else? I'd also let us to honor all the brave men and women who have served and continue to serve in our armed forces, both here and abroad, and thank them for their service as well. Please pause for one more moment of silence. Thank you. Please take your seats. Wow. Welcome again to the uh, February 12th commission meeting. Um, Today's music that was played beforehand was selected by Commissioner Udine. He chose to play Shine by Sawyer Garrity and Andrew Pena featuring Stoneman Douglas Drama and Radio Nowhere by Bruce Springsteen. Thank you, Commissioner Udine. Today we have two proclamations, and the first proclamation I'll be giving out, and I just wanted, before I call the people down to the podium, the first proclamation has to do with our third largest uh, I'm sorry, our fourth largest private employer here in Broward County. Um, uh, they're also the fourth largest public company here in Broward County. And uh, they've won recent awards that many of you may not know about, but we're going to talk about. So at this point, I'd like to call... Uh, I will get to that. Uh, uh, the CEO and president of Spirit Airlines, Ted Christie, and his management team, and everybody else from Spirit, if you want to come on down. Okay, Spirit Airlines began service at Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport in April 1993. And here's the really impressive statistics that everybody needs to know. Spirit was named the most improved airline of the year in 2019 by the Airline Passenger Experience Association. And whereas in 2019, Spirit was also recognized as the Air Transport World's Value Airline of the Year by Air Transport World, the leading aviation industry publication. And whereas in 2018, in October 2018, Spirit was the most on-time airline in the United States, according to the monthly report by the United States Department of Transportation, and today ranks in the top three so far as an on-time performance. Whereas Spirit is a two-time winner of Seattle's prestigious Fly Quiet Award and is a regular industry leader in fuel consumption per passenger, 
All this under the leadership here of the President and CEO of Ted Christie and his management team. Spirit is a major Broward County employer. As I just mentioned, the airline currently employs 3,500 direct employees here in Broward County, along with 1,000 contractors here in South Florida. Last year, Spirit purchased 80,000 hotel room nights in Broward County just for their employees. Spirit flies more than 500 flights a day, more than 67 de destinations, with 80 flights daily out of the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. Whereas also Spirit's prices are on average 25% less than other airlines. This reduces the price of other airlines, which allows all customers here in South Florida to save on all carriers. And where Spirit has provided major disaster relief assistance in Puerto Rico for Hurricanes Maria and Irma in 2017 and in Florida for the recent hurricane events. And whereas the Spirit Airlines Charitable Foundation provides support and donations to Broward College, Women in Distress, the Matthew Shepard Foundation, and is the title sponsor for the Aviation Expo in Miramar and partners with Honor Flight South Florida, transporting American veterans to Washington, D.C. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that Broward County hereby designates February 12, 2019, as Spirit Airlines Appreciation Day in Broward County, Florida. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. Um, thank you, Broward County Commissioners. I'm proud to be here today as the CEO of Spirit Airlines. We have some of our loveliest and best behind me. Um, I'd also like to thank all the hardworking members of the Spirit team, some of whom are right here. We have about 4,000 team members and another 1,000 contractors who live and work right here in South Florida. These numbers move quickly because we're a high-growth carrier, so no problem, Mr. Mayor. Um, along with our entire management team. Our corporate headquarters is here, so we really are Broward's hometown airline. Spirit is the fastest growing airline in the United States by any metric. When I joined seven years ago, we were a scrappy little company with about 40 planes. Today we have over 130 aircraft and we will grow to 175 in the next three years. Growth is great, what we, are, what we are most proud of in recent years is our improvement as an airline. We, we rank among the best nationally in on-time performance, including the best of any major carrier at Fort Lauderdale Airport. We are number one in handling bags for our guests, and we fly one of the newest fleets in the Americas. About 12 years ago, Spirit was the pioneer, making Fort Lauderdale a major international gateway, not just for South Florida, but for the entire country. Other airlines have grown in Fort Lauderdale, too, and we welcome the competition. It's great for consumers and has made Fort Lauderdale one of the fastest-growing major airports in the United States. Spirit's low fares are a strong catalyst for Broward and all of South Florida. Our presence in this market disciplines the prices of other, that other airlines charge, so flyers can get good fares on all airlines serving Broward. Well, maybe not quite as low as ours. Low fares attract visitors who come to Broward with more money in their pockets to spend right here. They benefit our local citizens on a tight budget, many of whom need low prices to travel as much as they would like or at all. Finally, 
Spirits International Network serving the Caribbean and Central and South America supports many local families and businesses that have strong affiliation to those regions. Today we serve over 70 national and international destinations out of Fort Lauderdale Airport. In fact, about 10 minutes ago we announced a new destination. We've now added Charlotte. So congratulations to Fort Lauderdale Airport. And we want to grow more in South Florida and at Fort Lauderdale. With the commissions and BCAD support, we will. We're very proud of the combination of our low fares, friendly service, and top-tier operational reliability that makes us the best value in the sky. Thanks again to Mayor Bogan and to all of you today. This, this is a great honor. Thank you. I would like to add something I forgot. For those that like to travel with Wi-Fi, Spirit will be having Wi-Fi on all their planes beginning 2020 and the best technological Wi-Fi that, that the uh, technology offers. So I, I, I like that, too. Anyway, let's get a picture. Thanks for the commercial, Mayor. Yeah, I heard you. <laughs> uh, you guys wanna yeah why don't we get all the way up here and so we can get the commissioners with a picture behind. Mayor, you all forgot one thing. Spirits headlined in my district, the best district in Broad County, Mirawai. And Mr. Mayor, if you can put the cardboard cutout of me up there while y'all are taking the pictures, I'd appreciate it. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you all. Commissioner Udine uh, brings the next proclamation. I just wanted to uh, mention that this morning's breakfast was being provided by Commissioner Udine, but what's special is that the breakfast is being made and served by students from J.P. Terravella High School, a pro-start program, uh, under the direction of their teacher and chef, Scott Goodman. Uh, their names are David Barth, uh, Sam Walters, Nicholas Marino, and Larius Floyd. Uh, the ProStart encourages students to learn about a career in the culinary arts. Thank you from everyone from J.P. Taravella High School.
Okay, give me one second, would you? Um, I'd like to invite Parkland Mayor Christine Hupchowski, Coral Springs Mayor Pro Tem Joy Carter, and the Coral Springs Museum of Art Executive Director Julie Andrews to be presented proclamation by Commissioner Udine. Please come on down. I just want to recognize we have the rest of the Parkland City Commission here, Commissioner Walker, Commissioner Kagan, Commissioner Cutler, Commissioner Mayerson. We have Julie from the uh, Carl Springs Museum, obviously Mayor Christine Hunchowski, and Mayor Pro Tem. It's hard for me to get that one out there. Whereas in April 2018, Bloomberg Philanthropies released its requests for applications for organizations' public art challenge that encourages mayors to collaborate and develop innovative public art projects that address critical issues in their communities. Whereas beginning in 2015, the Carl Springs Museum of Art has been using art in atypical ways from other cultural institutions, such as serving veterans and children with autism to reduce anxiety and fears and increase communication. Whereas the Carl Springs Museum is well-versed in using art as a tool to comfort and heal and was able to immediately provide art making for therapeutic purposes for those affected by the tragedy at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Whereas the city of Carl Springs and the city of Parkland were inspired and selected, and were, and selected the Carl Springs Museum of Art and its programming as the muse for this public art challenge. Whereas Bloomberg Philanthropies selected Carl Springs and Parkland from over 200 applicants across the country, and they received a million dollar grant. This grant will go to creating five large-scale public art projects centered around gun violence, healing, and the tragedy at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Whereas the goal of these public art projects is to inspire healing and comfort for the community as a whole, now therefore be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the board hereby designates Tuesday, February 12, 2019, as Coral Springs Museum of Art, City of Coral Springs, and City of Parkland Appreciation Day in Broward County, Florida. And I'm going to present them each with a proclamation, one for the City of Parkland, City of Coral Springs, and our great Museum of Art. And if anybody from the commission gets over to Sample Road in the next few days, please drive by across the street from the city hall, the new city hall. They are building a temple by artist David Best. Uh, that temple, the community is working on that. And then they're going to, what date are they going to burn it down? They're still working on that. Anticipating in May, they're going to burn all the bad vibes away. It's, he's a famous artist. He's been uh, throughout the country doing this. So I invite everybody to take a ride down Sample Road. You'll be very impressed. And let's do a picture.
Finally, I have the uh, great pleasure of recognizing those individuals who have tire tirelessly served the residents of Broward County for 20 years or more. Good morning, commissioners. And um, as the mayor's indicated, we have employees celebrating 20, 25, 35, and actually someone celebrating 40 years of service today. And I'll begin with those celebrating 20 years, April Will, uh, Williams from Bark. Uh, Maribel Feliciano from Economic Development. Congratulations. Robert Hill from uh, ETS. David Singleton, and David's with Environmental Engineering and Permitting. Eduardo Mendoza, and Eduardo's with Fleet Services. Tracy Lawrence, Human Resources. Mahanan Sazan, um, who's with libraries.
Okay, Eduardo Garcic, and he's with Parks and Recreation. Robert Jacob, and Robert is with Port Everglades. Uh, Nadera Bazel from Water and Wastewater Services. All right, celebrating 25 years of service, we're going to begin with Sarah Curtis. She's with Family Success Administration. Thomas um, Faisal Weiger from Libraries. with transit. <laughs> Rodney Ty with transit. Okay, commissioners, celebrating 30 years of service, we began with Erica Brown, and she's with Facilities Maintenance. Michael Grover, Libraries. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Teresa Cruz, and Teresa's with ETS. Thank you. 
Catherine Lelis. Catherine is with Environmental Planning. Shepherd with Highway and Bridge Maintenance. Congrats. Joel Mariani and Joel's with Parks and Recreation. And Vicky's with Human Services. <laughs> Francine Franks and Francine's with Libraries. Okay, earlier we had Tom Fischel, work, what, uh, let me see, Fischelweiger, and now we have his wife, Eileen Fischelweiger, and she's 30 years in libraries. Andrew Nance, Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Troy Inch, Parks and Recreation. George DeLellis and George is with Traffic Engineering. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 
uh, Richard Jurgen uh, with Housing Finance and Community Development. Last of the uh, 30 years, but it's certainly my pleasure, Mandy Wells from Human Services. Celebrating 35 years of service. Carol Russo, and she's with the libraries. Celebrating uh, 40 years of service, Teresa Brooks. 40 years, Teresa Brooks, and she's with ETS. Commissioners, if you can help, help uh, you can help us out. We have uh, one other employee who's hiding. He purposely did not come in here today. Commissioner Sharif refers to him as happy. <laughs> so, uh, Mike. Uh, so, when you see Mike Kerr, can you please congratulate him? He is celebrating 30 years. I know he's hiding, but we're calling him out anyway. <laughs> Yeah, 
thank you. take a three-hour break. Um, no, I'm joking. We'll take a two-minute break. Wait for everybody to leave. Paging Mike Kerr. Paging Michael Kerr. Security, please take Michael Kerr here. What do we need to do to get him here? <laughs> No, he's in Vegas. It's a shame that um, I think I know it's on. Um, Okay, uh, you guys ready to begin? Yes. Okay, uh, before I begin, I want to recognize City Commissioner Miami, Kian Hardiman. Kian, where are you? Stand up, say hi, thank you for coming, welcome. Welcome. You, you, you've, you've come over to the, uh, to the better side. You've joined the better side, all right, I'm proud of you. Okay. Commissioners, the consent agenda consists of item one through 22. I'm gonna read uh, Tuesday morning memo, um, and here we go. Uh, public hearing items are 33 through 39. Regular items are 40 through 56. I request the following withdraw withdrawals, scrivener errors, and inclusion of additional information. Item number 48, withdrawn at the request of the Office of the County Attorney. Scrivener errors, item number 17. Summary, explanation, background, paragraph two, currently reads, the applicant is requesting approval of the plat application to develop 24,900 square feet of commercial use, but should read, the applicant is requesting approval of the plat application to develop 29,400 square feet of commercial use. Exhibit one, page eight, note D, line one, currently reads, 
The plat is restricted to 24,900 square feet of commercial use. It should read the plat is restricted to 29,400 square feet of commercial use. Additional information regarding the regular meeting. There's none. Uh, Mayor requests without objection items um, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 47, 53, and 54 be moved to consent. Additional material, regular meeting, 1A through 1C board appointments. Item number 29, proposed ordinance submitted by the Office of County Attorney. Item 31, fiscal impact statement submitted by the Office of the County Attorney. Item number 31, subparagraph 2, changes to section 26-102, living wage, submitted by Commissioner Dr. Barbara Sharif. Uh, item number 40, parking garage update submitted by Mayor Mark Bogan. Item number 47, fiscal impact statement submitted by the Office of the County Attorney. Item number 50, letters to the board submitted by the Aviation Department. Item number 55, memo to the board submitted by Environmental Protection and Growth Management Department. Additional material for the public hearing. Item number 33, revised resolution. Exhibit A, submitted by Environmental Protection and Growth Management Department. That takes care of the Tuesday agenda. I'm sorry. Carol. Okay, and I also... Uh, just got this. I want to recognize our Davie Commissioner, Carol Hatton. Carol, are you here? Hey, Carol. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Okay. Now, I'm going to see if there's any pulls from the consent agenda and ask commissioners if they have any pulls. And we will start with Commissioner Fisher. Thank you, Commissioner Fisher. Bonus points. <laughs> Commissioner Rich. No pulls. Thank you. Commissioner Shreve. Three, seven, nine, 11, 13, 24, and your chain. <laughs> <laughs> you got my old one. Vice Mayor Holness. None. Beautiful. Commissioner Furr. None. Commissioner Ryan. Is Commissioner Geller on the phone? Yes, I am. No polls, sir. Thank you. And Commissioner Udine. Five for a quick recusal and number 43, please. Okay, so the new consent agenda consists of, make sure I got this right. Uh, Mr. Yes. Mayor, you also have a pull from the public item number 31. I'm sorry? 30. Number 31 is on consent, and you have um, speaker's cards from two individuals. On, okay. So you can pull that from consent as well. Okay, so 31 is also being pulled. Commissioner Udine, five for reclusion, for recusal. And what was the other one? 40 what? 43. 43. And we have 31 from the public. Is that it? Uh, yeah. Okay, so our consent items. Get this border here. Our our consent items um, consist of one through one through thirty two um, minus five forty three and thirty one. Is that correct? Forty three. Yes, is That's on regular. Said. Stay on regular. Minus 5, 43, and 31 will be on regular. Right. Okay? Yes, sir. And you also have yeah. those others that were moved over to yeah. consent, that list. For, Mayor, for, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 47, 53, and 54 have also been moved to consent, which I just, which I read already. Yes, except Correct. for 43. Yes. Right. And we pulled 43, 5, and 31. Motion to approve the consent agenda. Thank as you. Amended. All in favor? Uh, Any opposed? Show that passed unanimously. Okay, 
Let's first start with Commissioner Udeen on number five. Item five is a motion to approve an amendment to a work authorization involving Craven Thompson. I serve on the board of Legacy Bank and own shares that are not traded on a stock exchange. Another owner of Legacy shares has a substantial interest in Craven. I will be leaving the dais and not voting on item five. I ask that the minutes please reflect that I abstained and I'll file a voting form. Wait till he leaves. Okay, do I have a motion on? I have a motion. Do I have a second? Second. All in favor on number five? Aye. Any opposed? Show that passing eight. Uh, Commissioner Geller, are you on the phone? Yes, sir, and I did vote. Yes. Okay, show that passing eight zero one recusal. Okay, let's go to number 31. We have a speaker, two speakers. Um, let's start with Helene O'Brien. Helene. Good morning. Um, my name is Helene O'Brien, and I'm the director of Florida 32BJ SEIU. We represent and organize employees of airline and county contractors, the ones who push wheelchairs and clean airplanes and clean the airport and also guard our airport and port. And the overwhelming majority of them are un- or underinsured and not able to access health care they need. We fully support Senator Rich and Commissioner Holness's item that would adjust the health care differential by 2021. Their, their proposal would benefit two important groups of people here in Broward County, the more than 5,000 employees who are covered by the county living wage ordinance, and it would benefit the Broward County taxpayers who have to subsidize our public hospitals due to the high number of un- and underinsured patients they see each year. Commissioner Sharif's amendment, on the other hand, is a mean-spirited and cynical attempt, we believe, to undermine the proposal. It would create two tiers of benefits in the county and put new or or responsible contractors at a competitive disadvantage. So we please ask you to vote no to her amendment and vote yes for the original item 31. Thank you. Please, uh, no clapping, I appreciate it. How about Janet Walker, is Janet here? Janet, do you wanna speak? Thank you. Um, my name is Janet Walker, like you said. I am a subcontractor for the county. I work alongside BSO at the Port Everglades. Um, my job is security and safety of the passengers. On a regular basis, we help 5,000 passengers debark and another 5,000 passengers to embark. And with that amount of passengers per terminal, and we have over six terminals, you can imagine the safety of these passengers. Unattended bags with could possibly be bomb threats. So security is very important. And we work alongside with the police officers to make sure the passenger is safe and everything is in an orderly fashion. Um, I'm here today to talk about how important this is to me. Um, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and the insurance that I have pays $30 maximum for one medication with a 12 medication maximum for the year. The treatment that I take, because my rheumatoid is so advanced and aggressive, I have to do IV treatments, which costs $3,911.43 every eight weeks. So 
I make a maximum of $13.27 an hour, 40 hours a week. Without my treatment, imagine waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning, not able to open your jaw, not able to roll over in bed, not able to use your right arm or your left arm, not able to walk. I'm a single mother with two boys. Imagine having to have your 15-year-old son assist you to go to the bathroom or feed you. And if I get my medication, I'm fully functional. But without insurance, I can't function. I was just nominated employee of the month of January. In order to be- I need you a, to, to wrap it up. A Thank good you. worker, I need this insurance. So I'm asking you to vote so you can increase my life expectancy and the quality of my life. Thank you so much. Before we move to the item, I'd like to show that, um, I'd like to co-sponsor that with Vice Mayor Holness and Commissioner Rich. I'd like to be as, listed as a co-sponsor to that. Did you? The same for me as well. So co-sponsor is uh, Commissioner Fur, Commissioner Fisher um, as well with that show. Um, I'm gonna, my name, Mr. Mayor. Um, Co-sponsor, you want Commissioner Geller as well? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, now I'm going to bring it back to the dais and uh, recognize Commissioner Sharif. Thank you, Mayor. So um, I want to say that it sounds like the union is on a kindergarten playground making statements because of their ineffective ability to negotiate. My amendment is not mean-spirited or cynical in any attempt or in any way. I simply stated the facts, which is that you asked me to go out and work with staff and bring back a proposal that would not take us over the top, but that was something reasonable that was done throughout the United States. I've done that. My amendment is because I believe a contract is binding and it should be honored and only canceled or changed if there's a deficiency as it relates to performance. And that was the, the spirit in which the termination agreement was made in these contracts. I sat on this board for eight years. And during the time that I've been on this board, I have voted to increase the living wage for those employees that are not direct county employees, but that are unionized and should have proper representation to increase their health care differential and their living wage be negotiated fairly with the airline's concessionaires. While I'm still of the opinion that the research staff and I completed is fair and could provide a plan at $2.50 an hour that would be more than substantial and more than what they were getting now. In my amendment, I stated that I would actually concede to the $3.44, even though I know that that is over and above what the national average and the state average would be. Additionally, I disagree with the fact that this item is here because unionized employees should not be presented to the county for a vote until the union has reached an impasse. And that has been the way that it is, and that's the way that we feel like it should be. 
Um, this day is here, um, and my colleagues, I respect them immensely, so I'm not saying anything negative about them and their decisions today. This is purely based on the facts of what my research is and where I stand. I stated that the 344 should be implemented sooner than when you all are agreeing to in my amendment. I basically want it to be proactive, not retroactive, and not hurt contracts that were already negotiated and moving forward. Um, in our workshop, it appeared to me that companies that the unions negotiated with were contributing at higher amounts than what we were getting ready to vote on today, even at $3.44 as a differential. I also believe that this is not part of a wage. This is for health care. And so that is where I defer an opinion. That does not mean it's mean-spirited or ill-intended. It is just the facts of what we are dealing with today. Now, I knew going into this that I may not have the votes for my amendment. It is obvious based on the co-sponsorship that I don't. So I'll withdraw it at this time. But I'm going to say to you that I don't appreciate that statement because I've actually increased the living wage to 1327 and I have been supportive. And so in keeping with um, the professional stature that I've, I've displayed on this dais and, and handling this situation, I'm going to withdraw my amendment and I'm going to second Commissioner Rich's amendment, Senator Rich's amendment, and leave it at that. Thank you. Vice Mayor Holness. Thank you very much. Shortly after being elected in 2010, Now, State Representative Kristen Jacobs led a charge, and I joined her strongly, in seeking a living wage for many of our employ uh, airport employees who did not have a living wage. Supported by Unite Here and, and SEIU, we barely were able to get to a place where we, we basically got to non-disruption. We weren't able to get a living wage. Times change. Unite Here, SEIU, continued their efforts. This commission changed. We were able to finally get many of our airport workers, especially those who uh, pushed those wheelchairs, who were being paid as tipped employees at $5 and change per hour. This is not that long ago, folks. This is only a couple of years ago that we got that done. How many people know that wheelchair folks were tipped employees, that they were only getting $5.80 something an hour? We got that change. Today, I'm so proud of where we have come as a commission, as a community, to ensure that the people who are the first line for us in two of our greatest enterprises, the airport and the seaport, are now having a living wage that matches what we pay to the rest of Brock County employees. And today we move forward with now healthcare benefit, because as you heard the testimony of this young lady, uh, needing medical care, it's essential for us to ensure that the people that go out 
day in, day out. Making that a whole lot of money. With children are able to afford to live within this community. That's what we're doing here today, is providing that additional resource of health care. And, and it doesn't take effect right now either. Many of you know I wanted to go now, at least at a tiered level. But with consultation with the unions and, 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 and everyone, and uh, our county administrator, who thought we were pushing a little hard in, in the private sector, uh, we delayed this. My concern at this point, though, is this, that the allotment that we make for the adjustment over the years may not be sufficient. We have to see where that goes as time goes by to see whether or not the formula that we're, we're utilizing that <clears throat> pretty much maxes out a 3% increase per year uh, is going to work for the folks who work for us. Uh, and, and with that, I'm, I'm proudly uh, make a motion that we approve uh, this uh, item uh, this morning. Mr. Mayor, may I say something, please? Maybe add it to the queue. Sure. Uh, Commissioner Geller, you're in the queue. Go ahead. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I'd like to just speak very briefly on, on the uh, action to withdraw an amendment. Um, I would not have supported this amendment because I think that a compromise was reached, but I understand certainly uh, Dr. Sharif's concerns. I shared those concerns and would not have voted for the, for the immediate uh, implementation. Because it's delayed for two years, um, I'm okay with it. I think a compromise was reached that everybody can live with, but I, I also uh, wanted to just comment. I did not consider that a mean-spirited amendment, and uh, I certainly understand philosophically where Dr. Sharif was coming from, even though I would not have supported that amendment. I just wanted to get that on the record to defend Dr. Sharif. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, yes. Yeah, Commissioner Sharif doesn't have a mean bone in her body, so I just want to make sure we have that for the record. Okay, any, anything else on uh, item 31? Oh, Commissioner Rich, go ahead. Yes, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, I just wanted to uh, make note of the fact that the uh, uh, updated United Way 2019 Alice report came out uh, last week, and it shows that 50% of Broward residents struggle to pay for basic needs. And uh, it shows that those basic needs include housing, childcare, food, transportation, health care. These are all things that um, uh, I, I believe Anything that we can do uh, to make to ensure that people that work either for us directly or as through our contracted uh, um, entities um, are able to um, to have some chance of meeting and being able to have these basic needs. Um, and I just want to say um, it's it's taken us a long time to get here. Um, the the um, the living wage that we passed the 1327. I just want to say, I mean, I'm happy that we passed that, but I don't want anyone to think that that's a living wage. And so let's just put that on the table. And the other part is that um, with, with the, um, the health care, uh, we are delaying it. And, um, you know, everyone is happy except probably some of the people that are not still going to be able to have health care coverage for a couple of years. But having said that, it's the right direction. We reached, you know, a compromise here. And I really just want to thank my colleagues for the support today of uh, this um, health 
um, health care uh, ordinance. Thank you. Commissioner Ferb. Thanks. Um, even the, and I understand, Commissioner Rich, what you're saying by it's barely a, barely a living wage because we know how expensive it is to, to live in this county. But I do think it is for, for many companies that aren't at that level. I think what the county is doing is providing a very good example, a good model for, for other uh, companies to look at and recognize that it, it takes that to live in this county. It takes that. It's going to take that amount of the health benefit to do that. And, you know, I'm glad we finally have had a chance to right-size this. You know, we kind of, we knew we, we knew we had fallen off a little bit there. And uh, I want to thank, you know, all, everyone who was involved on that as well as the union. This is, this is, a, this is a good piece of legislation here. And, uh, and I'm, I think we should be proud of it. And uh, as, as best we can, um, ask those other companies in this county to help follow, follow suit. Thank you. Anybody else? Yes. Yes, Mr. Shreve. In the spirit of supporting my colleague, I'll co-sponsor this item. See, we, we got her over. We persuaded her. All right, and, uh, let's move. Any, can I have a motion to move? Motion. Okay, we have a motion and a second on number 31. All in favor? Aye. Any opposed? I'm assuming Commissioner Geller is in favor. That's that's in unanimous. Okay, moving on. We're going to go to the open up public hearing. Items are 33 through 39. I'm going to open up a public hearing. Um, let's see what we got here. No. Okay. Item 33 is a motion to adopt resolution to levy a land clearance lien against certain described properties. Um, I see no uh, speakers uh, on that. Bring it back to the commission. Um, I'm going to recognize Commissioner Ryan. This land clearing uh, lien ordinance deals only with the unincorporated area where we, uh, the county commission, serves as the municipal governing authority. And um, I'm actually a little surprised that uh, in this day that we didn't actually, we don't already have that explicit authority, but I've been advised that uh, for this work that has already been performed because notice has been provided to the property owners that uh, these properties can be leaned for the amount of the land clearance. And to do otherwise would be to subsidize persons who do not maintain their property and bring a blight upon uh, other properties in the neighborhood. So support uh, item 33 and uh, move it at the appropriate time. Second. I have a motion and a second on item 33. <coughs> yes, Mayor, just because we're going to be uh, leaning property and just to make the record very clear, uh, there was a substitute exhibit A uh, that was distributed as additional material. Your motion is based upon that substitute exhibit A. Okay. With that, um, I have a motion and a second on item 33. All in favor? Aye. Any opposed? Aye. Show that passing unanimously, 9-0. Item 34 is a motion to adopt resolution to vacate an 18-foot parking and access easement and partial abandonment of a 10-foot utility easement within parcel A of the East Ridge office building plat. Uh, seeing nobody from the public, uh, anybody from the public want to speak on the item, I'm going to bring it back to the commission. Uh, I have a, a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Show that passing unanimously, 9-0. Item number 35 is a motion to adopt resolution to vacate a platted utility easement within parcel B of the Mercury Platt. 
Seeing no speakers from the public, I'm bringing back to the commission. I have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Any opposed? Aye. Show that passed unanimously, 9-0 on number 35. Now we're on number 36. Is a motion to consider approval of the second amendment to the Marine Terminal Lease and Operating Agreement between Broward County and Crowley Liner Services, Inc., pursuant to Chapter 32, Part 1, Section 32.5 of the Broward County Administrative Code. Two public hearings are required on this item. This is the first of the two required public hearings. The public hearing is now open. Are there any members of the public that wish to speak on this item? Seeing none, the public hearing is now closed. Are there any, are there any board members that have comments want to discuss? I have a motion to move the item. I have a second. All in favor? Aye. Any, Aye. And it, it's just moving it forward to the second public hearing. So no motion is, no, is needed. No motion vote is needed? On, on this item, and there are two others that are like this coming up, you don't have to uh, have a motion. It doesn't hurt. Only on the second one and yes, on February 26th? Yes. Okay. So uh, I don't need to have a vote on this. Okay. We'll go to item number 37. Item 37 is a motion to adopt resolution granting renewal of a non-exclusive franchise to Logistic Everglades LLC for a five-year term to provide steamship agent services at Port Everglades. Seeing no, nobody from the public that wants to speak on this, I'm bringing it back to the commission. Any, any, do I have a motion? Motion. Second. second. I have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Any opposed? Aye. Showing that passed unanimously, 9-0. Item number 38 is a motion to consider approval of the First Amendment to Marine Terminal Lease and Operating Agreement between Broward County and Florida International LLC. Pursuant to Chapter 32, Part 1, Section 32.5 of the Broward County Administrative Code, two public hearings are required on this item. This is the first of the two public, public hearings. The public hearing is now open. Are there any members of the public that wish to speak on this item? Seeing none, the public hearing is now closed. Uh, do any members of the board have any questions or want to discuss this item? Seeing none, uh, no action in this motion is required at this time, correct, Councillor? Okay, the second and final public hearing in this item will be held February 26, 2019. Item number 39 is a motion to consider approval of the First Amendment to the Marine Terminal Lease and Operating Agreement between Broward County and King Ocean Services Limited, pursuant to Chapter 32, Part 1, Section 32.5 of the Broward County Administrative Code. Two public hearings are required on this item. The, this is the first of two required public hearings. The public hearing is now open. Are there any members of the public that wish to speak on this item? Seeing none, the public hearing is now closed. Do any members of the board have any questions or want to discuss this item? Not seeing any, uh, no action in this motion is required at this time. The second and final public hearing on this item will be held February 26, 2020, 2019. Okay, next we're going to item number, we're done with public hearing, the public hearing is closed. And uh, we're now going to go move to number 40. Uh, I've skipped over this uh, past other meeting because of time. I'm going to go take five minutes and go through this real quickly. I've got a couple quick questions for our, our county staff. And this is what we call, I call um, a parking garage. Uh, first has to do with Commissioner Furr, uh, the accreditation of the child care centers and, and early learning facilities. Um, I see that's moving along forward, uh, going forward. It was adopted by the commission, as you know, last month. Do you have any other things you want to talk about that? Uh, one thing is the, uh, and I, let me pass this out there by real quick. This, this has to do with the, um, we're trying to get all the mayors signed up on this. And you know, there's a mayor's council we can go to. There's a mayor's council, exactly. Can you believe that? I know, and there's okay. a per perfect venue for it. Not every, not every mayor is signed up with the children's movement uh, and the uh, ELC to help this happen. My, my uh, wish 
is to, if you all could look at the mayors that are in your district and ask them if they could, if they could sign and be part of that. Um, I'm going to pass these out. These are, the these council. came from David Lawrence and these, that'll show which mayors are not on there. Which mayors are delinquent and which mayors are not. Is that what you're trying to exactly. say? Exactly. So if you okay. can contact those in your, in your district and ask them to be part of that, it would be very helpful. Okay. Well, we'll. You'll, you can see which ones are and which ones are not. You got that. That's good. All my district, all my mayors are there. So. Okay. Anything else on that? That's it. Okay. The Mon uh, Marjorie Soman Douglas investigative report. Uh, there, two weeks ago, there was an interim report on regional communications issued by the Police Foundation. Um, there's a meeting of the county MSD task force, uh, which will have additional meetings um, to be held. I don't have anything else to report on that. Lauderhill uh, for Commission Vice Mayor Holness. Lauderhill Transit Center construction update. Um, there was some uh, meeting yesterday, I believe. Um, I don't know the, the, what happened with that, but they claim that the final site plan approval by the city it will be until March 11th. So we'll stay on top of that. Um, the Bridge Scholarship Program, I am going to finalize within the next 30 days private companies that will donate money to help some of the kids get to school. It, it, it gets the gap, and I will come back in a month with what those companies are. Convention Center Hotel, uh, moving along. Um, I'm not going to address it right now. The P25 system, I, I'm going to like to ask the staff if next meeting we can have the contractors come and give us a status. It'll be in 30 days by next meeting, right? And they said it would be 45 to 60 days, correct? So I'm going to, I tried calling, and maybe it's a little too early, but next meeting I want to see where they're at, make sure they're on schedule and on time, and I'm going to ask them to come to our meeting. Um, Alpha 250, we met with most all the mayors, and uh, Commissioner Fur was in attendance. And uh, what's the status on that uh, MOU between the county and the cities and us? We, I, I believe Commissioner Fur is the, the point person on this item, uh, and, and so what I've uh, done is work with Commissioner Fur to prepare a response. We're still going to circle back and meet on it, right. and uh, then we're going to send something out. Uh, they had sent us a, a proffer on, on what to uh, suggest. Jamie Cole sent it? Yes. yes. And, and we're getting ready to send back a response, and that's where it is. Okay, great. Um, text to 911. Um, uh, the rollout still expected the first quarter. Is, is it happening the this quarter? Yes, it is. It is. Okay. Uh, I, and that's um, text 911. Is, is Commissioner Udine's? You brought that on. Yeah. Um, it's, they're just in final testing phase, but things are moving along very Great. quickly on that. Great. Uh, Spectrum says what's going on. Um, the IDEA Bounty Awards, I want to let everybody know that the county is now offering uh, all their employees. Uh, it went out. To, Monica, you want to tell us what went out uh, to all the employees? Yes, sir. Um, there was, uh, it was communicated through our BCNet, our intranet, to all of um, county employees. On February 1st, it went out, and it was uh, the IDEA Bounty that uh, we had discussed several times where uh, employees can bring forward ideas, and it will go before a committee. Um, and the um, winning ideas that are implemented where there's cost savings or improvements and efficiencies and safety-related issues that are actually implemented uh, to benefit the county, those employees would be receiving um, an award and a cash reward. Um, and then um, at the end of the year, then we would do right. a uh, grand prize, so to speak, and that, that winner would come before the county commission to be recognized. So if, if an employee does not go on the website, they will not be aware of this? Well, there was also an email that was sent out as well that we were just trying to reach, you oh, know, okay. all, yep. 
Great, thank you. Um, the living wage we are just been discussing, let's move that on. Uh, our, our, pardon me? Did you want to talk about that? It's completed, right. It, it's been set for public hearing. It's, yeah. Judge Tudor uh, requested on the next page, he requested a, uh, the chief judge of our circuit requested uh, a courtroom, the staff has met with him. Bertha, what's the next step? And do you know when I see the, the notes in here, when the final designs are being, when that will supposed to come back? So the, um, the team is, they should have a final presentation for the judge following all of our meetings by the end of this month. And if all's good, then we'll be uh, discussing that issue in greater detail as part of the budget, because it will have you. budget implications. Thank you. Um, our C-51 reservoir, uh, I think we're, my office is trying to find out more from Dr. Gerardo, and uh, it says that there, it will be uh, staff anticipates placing something on March 19th agenda, so we'll. Yeah, so there, so there are some amendments that are being proffered, and when those am amendments are in their final form, the communities that have agreed to participate would have to sign off on those amendments, which we would certainly recommend to the board that we do. So we'll bring those back to you when they're all in final form for your approval. Okay, um, I would like to take a, a second break from this because um, we need to really just recognize a 30-year employee, Mike Kerr. Where is Mike Kerr? He's over there. Where is he? He's in the corner. Come on. Mike, Mike, if you would have come before, Spirit was giving a 50% discount on your fare to Vegas, but uh, now that you weren't here, you lost it. You lost it, Mike. Bertha? Mike Kerr, can you please come down? Okay. <laughs> there you go, Mike. Let's pretend you're happy. I don't know. I can't Wait, is there a camera? There's no camera. The photographer's gone. He can run, but he cannot hide. You look so happy. It's going to be worse than that. She's got it. She's got it. Mike, you gotta come wait, up. Wait, wait, Mike, take a Mike you have to come up this way. Right, right in front.
was traveling through the airport on the weekend, and wow, it looks phenomenal. And Mark Gale is doing such a great job. He's sitting there hiding also, but uh, we, we got to do something to this guy. Okay, we're, we're moving on. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's right, he'll get the one-year award. Okay, uh, I, I, uh, one of my districts is Pompano Beach, and I have empty land there that I want to use for affordable housing. And I keep, I brought it up a couple times. Uh, how do you want to do that? Uh, do you want to, Senator Rich? I was thinking maybe um, you could suggest, but I think maybe if we could sit down with uh, Ralph Stone and talk a little bit about this. He's yeah. talking about land that he believes is possibly available for affordable housing. Yes, we do. We do know that some of those properties are um, suitable for affordable housing, mm -hmm. and um, there are a couple of, of lots that that we own that if you put them together and they happen to be contiguous to one another, they could actually create another. So um, we will be bringing specific recommendations back. Do we need to do an RFP for that? Hold on one well, second. So there's um, so there's two processes that you can uh, you can use, um, as if as you've noted, um, these uh, lots at one point in time I believe had been transferred to the city of Pompano Beach, and for whatever reason they were not able to at least during that period of time meet the five year threshold. I think we had some so we had some time constraints on some of them, maybe not all of them. Um, so you have the ability to surplus these lots and uh, put them out for affordable housing, or you can okay. transfer them to I'll, the I'll move that forward. Yeah. Commissioner Ryan? That was the item that I wanted to speak to is it's my understanding that the county, when the county obtains property generally for non-payment of taxes, if it's within a municipality, that after a period of time, I believe it's uh, five years, will um, surplus the property and then the city, generally through its CRA or some mechanism, will in its own uh, discretion um, offer those for affordable housing frequently with very small developers and the incentive is that the uh, developer does not have to pay for the price of the land and sometimes has discounted or um, completely free permitting for construction of single-family homes. So I've seen that happen in a couple of cities, and um, I'm not certain why that didn't happen in Pompano Beach. Perhaps uh, uh, you may be able to speak to that, Commissioner Fisher. I don't know that. I'm not familiar with these, where the lots are at and located, so I can't really speak to a commissioner at this point, but I'm noticing so the staff, so I need some more information on them. Right, so the majority of the lots are in District 2. Um, and um, that's my district. <laughs> I don't want to step on your toes, Mayor, but I'm just wondering why we would deviate from what I thought was our policy with regard to these these isolated parcels. What policy? What policy? So, so there, the policy that we have um, is that if the houses, I mean, or if the lots are uh, suitable for affordable housing, they are uh, offered to the city to see if they would. Um, um, build affordable housing um, on the lots with some restricted covenants and or if the city does not want to do that, the county places them out, um, uh, surplus them and uh, make them available to not-for-profits to do the same. 
I believe some of these lots um, were, had gone through that process. And for whatever reason, the five, the year, the, we have a timeline, and, I, and I'll have to confirm what that timeline was. But if the houses were not built during that time frame, they reverted back to the county. So I think some of them fit within that category, and there may be a few others that did come up again uh, in the most recent. So, so Commissioner, I am definitely want to deviate from that policy, and I definitely want the county to take charge and to move forward with affordable housing in, on, the, on that land. I have Mayor, the only reason it. I bring it up is that um, frequently the, the municipal officials will come to us and, and speak of uh, local control, home rule, and I, I felt that this would be a, an example that uh, at least for the first bite that you would offer that to the cities. But if there's some reason why uh, this does not apply in this context, then perhaps it's because they had been offered once before to the city, then that would be a basis to deviate from the policy. I just wanted to know if there were some special circumstances that brought forth, uh, um, you know, this idea that the county itself would um, engage in the, you know, the offering of the property and the construction of the. There, there is reasons I'd rather not uh, go into. All right, it wouldn't be complimentary, uh, so I'd rather not uh, discuss it. Yes, Vice Mayor Holmes. Yes, uh, it, it sounds though uh, that from what I'm hearing our county administrator is saying, okay. uh, it so, sounds as though the county administrator is saying it went through the process. And, and within the time frame that was allotted, <clears throat> the city weren't able to uh, build on those lots and now we are at a place where we have them back. And is, is that... Uh, I just I, want to clarify. I can't say that all of the all <clears throat> of the lots fit that scenario, but some of you may recall um, we did. Um, uh, many of the communities agreed to do to build affordable housing. They went through the recession, and for uh, any number of reasons, um, it didn't happen. And the way that the agreement was initially written, it reverted back. Right. So they they just reverted back because they weren't built by that by that specific time frame. I will be happy to provide you with, um, the, with the, the, the lots and the, and the specificity, specificity associated with each one. Okay. So let, let me also point out, and I don't know if Mr. Stone is here. He's not. Okay. <clears throat> but we had uh, similarly some lots in the unincorporated area. Uh, in fact, we had 40. And what we were able to do working with Mr. Stone's office was to offer those to uh, nonprofit organizations, in fact, 10 nonprofit organizations uh, who are in the space of doing affordable housing. And because they're nonprofit, this lends to help them with building capacity to also do more in the affordable housing space. Uh, we had banned uh, Habitat for Humanity. Urban League, minority builders, amongst many others. The program has been very successful so far. Many families have moved into these homes, uh, very good quality homes, three bedrooms, two bathrooms, 1,600 square feet or more, most of them with barrel tile, two-car garage, garages. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, Mayor, that might be something we look at also to help build on the success that we've had uh, with what we've done uh, with this program in uh, the unincorporated area in Central County. Again, it helps these nonprofits build some more capacity to do 
the education and all the other stuff they do to help with affordable housing. Yeah, I just want to get it going. I just want to get it built and get it going. So uh, it's been. I, I spoke to uh, the county minister about this four years ago when I first got elected, and I, you guys gave me the um, the. Uh, land everything you gave me everything and i just didn't move forward on it i was i just didn't move forward i thought yeah yeah they were there for you so so that's why i want to take the county take it and and get it going so uh, hopefully senator rich and i can get this moving forward that'd be great okay um moving on is the uh memorial for marjorie marjorie stoneman douglas uh the mayor of parkland called me and told me that the a huge committee has gotten together, and also Commissioner Udine uh, mentioned as well um, earlier about that. So we uh, are just going to allow the um, the entities to move forward and and come up with an idea of what they're doing. And the cultural uh, Broward's cultural uh, council right. is very involved. Right, in that, that, that's mm -hmm. as well as I I learned. Um, mayor's council. We held all the mayors. Um, most all the mayors came and met here. Um, it was a productive meeting, Commissioner. Fur was there also talking about Alpha 250. We're looking forward to do quarterly meetings and discuss issues to work forward and get along with all the cities. And I believe it'll be fruitful and uh, work out for everybody. Um, lease negotiations with Cirque Hotel. Um, I assume that's going on right now? Yes? No? Yes. Yes. Is there any problems? We're, uh, we submitted a memo and we ended up withdrawing item 48. We uh, think that we could button down the remaining issues within the next uh, three to four weeks. Will it take that long? Well, it's, there are uh, we can. There are some uh, specific things that we need to determine. Primarily, defining the exact lease premises. It's not just what's going on the roof. There are installations in other areas. Uh, we thought we were a little bit closer uh, than we are, but we are pretty close. And uh, we expect to have something. Is, is Mike Kerr screwing up now? Do we have to take a word back from him? Is uh, that what's going on? No, no sir. Okay, make sure, make sure that you keep mine. <laughs> okay, fines for illegal ride solicitation. Uh, that was uh, Vice Mayor Holness, and I think we have March 5th. There's a public hearing to amend the administrative code for March 5th, and that takes care of the, the, uh, the garage, and we're moving on. We're moving on to, what, you're handing me what? Um, is this a, a substitute? Okay. Number four. No, I guess our next, um, we're now on a regular agenda. If you sign to speak up on an item, please approach the podium. You'll have two minutes to speak. Our first regular, regular agenda item is number 43. I have two speakers. Um, and uh, let me first read 43. Um, it's a motion to authorize county administrator, authorized designee to take any and all necessary advisable actions to lease property for the P25 radio system, including but not limited to leases, license agreements, lease amendments, extension letters, termination or legal documents, um, executing letters of intent, um, final documents subject review and approval of the Office of the County Attorney. With that, um, I'd like to call up, I'm sorry, is it, um, can you read that? I can't, my eyes are so bad, I can't read that name. Okay, who signed up for 43? Item 43, uh, C-E-N-S-D-O-N, I'm not sure if that's your last name. Okay, I can't read it. I'm sorry. It's Gloria? Uh, there we go. Okay. Glo okay. You guys are regulars now. We're going to have to charge you admission pretty soon. 43. Okay. All right. You're not speaking on it. Okay, we have one more coming. Pen doesn't work. Can I borrow your pen? Thank you. 
Alex Brown, are you here? Mr. Brown. Item number 43. Hi, how are you? Uh, Alex Brown, live in Hollywood, and um, I've been you know, involved in this pretty much since September, coming to every city and county meeting when it comes to the CERC. And I understand 43 is kind of an overall blanket uh, for this situation, but I just don't want um, everything to get wrapped up in one and 43 to somehow sidetrack the positive steps that the city of Hollywood is trying to take with the county. So um, I just want to kind of go on record that right now this 43 can be interpreted a few different ways. If it gets interpreted uh, for the right way, it's just for a backup plan when it comes to Hollywood. But if it comes to a point when 43 becomes uh, a bit obtusive, I, I think we're going to be in a situation where it could just yank it away from uh, a very reasonable alternative, which is Cirque, and simply try to jam it into a park where it's going to then go into all kinds of legal problems. So I'd like to really go on record saying uh, 43, although you can look at it as being a positive, it can also be looked at as being very much a negative. So um, however you vote, please be, uh, be cognizant of that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, Joe, is it, um, I, I, you're gonna have to pronounce your last name, sir. I can't read it, I'm sorry. Give it a shot. Joe Mickey. Thank you, sir. I've been a Hollywood resident for about 10 years and followed this issue with the CERC. And it's sort of disheartening that there's an issue before you that would shortchange all this work that's been done. Uh, yesterday, I took the water, the yellow taxi, the water taxi, all the way up to Fort Lauderdale from Hollywood. And imagining a 300-foot tower in that space was extremely dis just annoyed me. The ability for the county administrator to override and, and use any legal means to secure a lease for space in Hollywood uh, or any of the other um, towers or properties that are required should be restricted and reviewed. The only review, according to this item, is the county attorney. Um, again, I, I find it unconscionable that they continue to try to put a tower Thank in you. in this I space. You. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to bring it back to commission. I got a queue going. Uh, county administrator, do you want to start? I just wanted to clarify because I, I think the gentleman, the gentleman misunderstood what the item is all about. The board has directed that we move forward with the Cirque Hotel. We are in negotiations with um, other entities that these agreements, as soon as they are signed, we sign them so work can begin. Um, there's nothing in this item that allows me to override what the board has directed me to do. So that's just to clarify for the benefit of the gentleman that, that I think misunderstood what this item is about. Thank you. And when I was doing polls, Commissioner Udeen wanted to speak on this. I, I wanted to speak on this issue. Um, and there, I, I just have a couple questions on the whole P25 just a little backup, and probably Tracy will be the one that will need to answer it. I think he's here. But I just want to ask, the so this, this agenda item, and, and I wasn't talking about the Cirque or the Hollywood Tower on any of this. That, it's not my intent to override something that this board had done on that issue. 
Um, I think everybody knows my position on that. I've made it clear, and I'll leave it at that. It's not the right meeting to bring that up right now. But the policy that we have with the P25 system, uh, Ms. County Administrator, is that all of the local government, all of the non-public safety is moving off the P25 system. Correct. Okay. So we've started to do this already because even when the new P25 system, if that's not up and running as we are now taking it off the current system, whatever we're calling that current system, the whatever, we're doing that now. Correct. Okay. That it's referred to as a local government radio system. Right. Which we expect to also be up by the end of the, um, this quarter. Right. And um, so it'll just take at least Broward County's traffic off of the system. Okay. Uh, so every group that we take off of the old system mm -hmm. that moves on to the local government access system, mm -hmm. which is going to happen anyway at, at the time when the new system's ready, frees up traffic on the old system while we're waiting for the new system. That's correct. Okay. When you say that the local government system's not ready yet, um, that's not entirely true. It is ready because some cities are already have already migrated on that. That's correct. What I, um, what I was referring to is that we are going through a systematic process to start to um, pull um, certain um, traffic off of the system to make sure that it works properly. Um, not all municipalities will utilize this system, but um, clearly um, most of the county's operations and a few, municipi few municipalities um, did utilize our system either directly or as backup, and we will be pulling them off the system. So our, our county department, ORCAT, or whoever the department is that's in charge of this, meets with the local agency, meets with the local city. By way of example, they're working now with the airport because the airport is going to transition off of there, and, and they get the parameters of what they need. Correct. Okay. Um, so another thing would be like we provide the backbone, we being the county. So like the city of Sunrise came almost a year ago to us, and they said this is the parameters that we need. We have this level of spectrum or frequency, whatever the word is called. We want to work with you, county. Here's the number of users we have. Here's what we need to do. Here's our spectrum. And they worked with the county. The system's built out. And Sunrise has already migrated off. Correct. Okay. Is there any incentive for the county in any way to keep anybody on the system? We know they're all coming off anyway. No, there's no, no incentive for us. Okay. Um, so... It brings me to the meat of my question, which was something that's been in the media a little bit lately, the school buses. So the school buses are coming off the system. So the financial wherewithal of that, it's happening at point X, whenever that point X is. That's correct. The school board um, is, uh, their intent is at the end of this school session that they will finalize the installation so as not to interrupt the school um, the school term. Understood. So I, I think that's an important concept because as a county commissioner, I want to make sure that that really happens. So when I spoke with Tracy, and I guess he can confirm, they're going to be meeting with the school people 
every 10 days or so to have an actual sit down with somebody in that department that's in charge of the issue. Mr. Jackson, if you can come to the podium, um, what um, I have just reviewed uh, recently um, in the last day or so is a joint letter that I will be sending to um, the county commission and Mr. Runcie will be sending to the uh, school board members indicating what the specific timeline um, is, recognizing that um, what we're doing is pretty aggressive. Um, both sides have agreed that we would meet um, frequently, and I'll let him clarify how frequently, to make sure that this is done um, on schedule. Good morning, everyone. Tracy Jackson. Um, commissioners, to answer your question, there'll be weekly meetings at a technical team level and then at a steering committee level to back up the discussions at the technical team to make sure that the teams are focused on achieving the objectives. Can you, I don't need a weekly report on it, but can you give us a report if there's something that you feel has come up in a way that will prohibit by the next school year all of these buses to be off of the public safety system and onto their new local government system? Can you advise the through this county administrator, the city, uh, the county commission? Yes, sir, absolutely. That's the purpose of the executive steering. Okay, and I just want to make this, I think this needs to be on the record. I think there's between 14 and 1,500 school buses. Yes, sir. Okay, every one of those school buses is going to be, need to be individually programmed by some kind of person, radio yes, operator, maintenance technician. Yes, That's sir. going to be done by the school board. Correct, through uh, cooperation with a vendor they're going to be touching those 1,400 mobile devices. Okay, so that's on the school board to do that. It's not the county's not going to be paying for The school board's going to be paying for it. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and the timing to do that, that's why they need the summer, because they, they're going to, 1,400 buses, to, they're going to need, a, it's going to be aggressive for them to do this. It is admittedly aggressive by them, yes. Okay. So if we're not being, is there any reason... From a, from a radio point of view, from your point of view, I would assume as soon as they get off this system is a lot less headaches for you because they're taking up a lot of capacity on the system. They are the one of the largest users of the system. We are very interested in helping them to migrate. Okay. Um, so I know that there were a couple things that maybe the county had to purchase. There may be a couple you know, backup preliminary items. So I just want to make sure that within this item, because I think the policy that we gave as a board already is we want this to happen. That's included in the radio program. But I want to make sure that this, what we vote on, includes if there is something, a license that needs to be signed or a piece of equipment that needs to be done so that we can build out our backbone. I'm not even talking about a tower or anything. There could be a splitter or a router. I don't know what any of this is called. I don't know how it works but I want to make sure that that's not slowed down by the county in any way so that the county administration would have the ability, which I think they already have, to make sure that they can execute those kind of agreements. I believe that the, the wording in this item, and I'll defer to uh, Mr. Myers, uh, provides for that authority, um, uh, particularly since I've been exercising some of it already, um, just to make sure things uh, keep moving um, in consultation with the school board. With that, I'd make a motion to move the item. Second. Number 43, I have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to back it up. I'm not going to call for a vote yet. Um, I have Commissioner Ryan. Uh, sorry, Commissioner, I apologize. How quickly you forget. No, I'm sorry. 
Just, uh, just, I, just I think eager. actually, in, in large part, the county administrator had answered what my uh, concern was. When I read this item, I did not initially have any concern uh, because we had spoken at length with regard to the siting of the, the communications tower, the 911 tower in the Hollywood area, in the eastern Hollywood area. And it was very clear that we had made a strong preference towards the CERC site. Uh, but there were certain contingencies, and obviously we had accelerated the engineering study that's going to be done by the county. And uh, it was my feeling that we had um, directed the county administrator to go forward with a lease of CERC if it would be done at a, uh, a market lease rate. So I, I think this confirms that, and it also um, speaks to uh, the urgency of this matter, uh, many of the commissioners stated that they wanted this done as quickly as possible. So I feel that that's the purpose of this item is to facilitate as quickly as possible the execution of licenses, agreements, and other documents necessary to uh, effectuate that lease. If, in fact, negotiations on the CERC do not, are not fruitful, then it would certainly come back to us as the policymakers uh, to to site it someplace else, and there are there are there are alternative sites. So I'm saying this to the uh, Hollywood residents that are here, that um, it's never been my experience that the county administrator would would get a specific directive from the members of this commission, and then would on her own uh, attempt to to go around what our clear intentions were. So. Uh, I'm trying to assure you that um, we don't have at this time any kind of concern that we would do anything other than follow through with our best efforts to place that tower uh, on the uh, CERC building. Commissioner Ryan, anything else? Commissioner Furr. Um, Commissioner Ryan said pretty much what I wanted to say, but it did, in the back of it does say. Um, to acquire property rights and support. And I just want to make sure that, you know, any acquisition would only be after there's board approval on that, on that, you know, for whatever property we wanted to acquire, correct? That's correct. Okay. And, and, and just maybe um, just for as a point of clarification, and maybe this is what the, um, the, the, the resident may have some concerns about. As you know, we had our initial 164 uh, session with the city, and we had asked the city to make sure that we're moving down um, dual paths um, to make sure that if we, if for whatever reason something happens with, with plan A, which is the CERC, we have a plan B that we're not starting from scratch. And right. it's just, it's given the time sensitivity and the, the the request to have this be delivered by the end of the year, we just feel it makes sense to just keep going down these dual paths. But for, there's no circumstance that I would envision at all that I would make any decision that does not come back to this board if it's not a CERC. Thank you. Okay. We had a motion and a second on item number 43. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Aye. Uh, show that passing unanimously, and let's go. We're going to skip over to item 50 uh, real quickly. 
Item 50 is a motion to discuss and provide direction to staff regarding issuance of an addendum extending the response deadline by 30 days for packages C and D, request for proposals on, air, on airport rental car concessions to the airport. Vice Mayor Holness, is, this is your item. Why don't you start? Okay, let, let's, <clears throat> we, we have had the discussion. I would like for- Mr. Uh, Mayor, well, please place me in the queue. We, we do have uh, people from the public at poll. Do you want right. to have them first? Yeah, let, we can go ahead and have them speak okay. if, so, if they are so inclined that, to. That's great. Okay, the first person is uh, Bernie Friedman. Thank you, Mayor Bernie Friedman at Becker Polykoff, representing Six Rental Car. Just to remind you or refresh, uh, we discussed at the last meeting that our esteemed airport director would take the time to sit down with some of the other uh, rental car companies. I believe this has happened, uh, and Six has been anxiously awaiting this RFP process for several years. They moved their corporate headquarters to Broward County. They have been double busing uh, their clients uh, to the detriment of six and to the uh, revenue that Broward County could gain if and when six goes into the rental car center. There have been many, many, many public hearings, public meetings, and Kolb Nature Preserve. We had uh, stakeholder meetings, lots of meetings at the last minute. There were some issues that were brought up related to this. Uh, once the RFP got going, there was no cone of silence uh, so that everyone really had an opportunity to talk to the county commissioners many, many months ago. Uh, so really my message is let's move the process forward. There is an RFP pending. Competition is good. There are four different opportunities for four different firms to come into the airport, some small spaces, some medium-sized spaces. Six is ready, willing, and able, and very, very anxious and very appreciative of the great work of our airport director and our airport staff at really having a very transparent process that allows a new company to come in. Uh, so thank you very much. Before we get our next speaker, I want to ask our county attorney, did we discuss this uh, at our last meeting? I thought we all discussed all about this yeah. already. Was there, this voted on and discussed? There was, there, there was a vote on uh, part of the item, uh, which is basically yes. uh, direct negotiation with uh, on the A and B space. Uh, I think this is, an, is something that the board can take up right now. I don't think further discussion of it is precluded. This is something that's different that's being sought. Okay. Um, okay. Let's go with Joe Oliver. Is it Oliver? I'm sorry? Joe Oliveira, I'm sorry, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner's Mayor. Uh, my name's Joe Oliveira, I represent Advantage Opco. I have been in this industry since 1974 and have been gainfully employed except for six days where I took a vacation. Um, I have been, for the last 17 of my years, dealing with every one of these consolidated rental car facilities in the United States. I have been involved in every one of them. Uh, on September 20th, the airport had a meeting with the on airport rental car concessionaires, at which time they told us that all the current concessionaires would be in A, B, and C packages as they're in here. At that point, we left that meeting. We, we did not have any further communication with the airport. There was, um, uh, apparently there were meetings that were being held between airport 
and our competitors being both concessionaires and non-concessionaires. Um, the package that was brought to you in November, uh, we weren't aware in advance. There was no sense of transparency uh, on that, that that was going to be here and approved. So my, my question here is there's a, it's a sense of fairness, but also equal protection. Um, there has been no other airport, in my experience, in the last 17 years on these consolidated facilities where the airport has separated the incumbents and said, some of you will negotiate and you're winners. Some of you we cannot negotiate and you'll have to bid to be a winner again. Um, I think it's a very slippery slope uh, to go down. So thank you. Our request, and I have expressed this to the airport, is that we will mix and match the space that they have available for Advantage Opco. We will pay our mags as we have. We will pay the rent that the airport has negotiated for the group by one competitor. And it hasn't been drawn down to the rest of us yet. So at this point, technically, I'm not even sure if I'm forced to bid based on the decision of the county. I'm not sure what I'm bidding on. I got a bid date of February 22nd. There had been no square footage rent. I can't produce a performa for my management team to, to make an educated decision. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Scott Lieber, Lieberman? I got the name right, correct? Finally. Good morning, Mayor, Vice Mayor, and members of the commission. I, I'm Scott Lieberman again from Advantage Opco, and I just want to reiterate and thank the commission for taking up and uh, Mayor, if I could help maybe explain that this is a very distinct and different issue than you heard last week. This is specific as we requested to the remaining incumbents. Last week we talked about it, but the vote was sort of cast aside because the issue before was just on the three incumbents, not the five incumbents. I think it's important to recognize equal protection and fairness should not be overlooked here. There's no other way around it. You're, you're taking, you have currently uh, three, three companies representing nine brands and then two additional companies representing three brands. What the airport staff has done is said, all right, for the nine advantage brands that have, no pun intended, that have the money in the wherewithal, we're going to separate them and we're going to negotiate with them. For the three smaller brands, for the three brands that will have a much larger financial impact of having to have any kind of unproportionate mag or anything else, to the, we're, gonna, we're not going to negotiate with them. Yet with no apparent reason why, other than we heard the desire to have six come on from the uh, airport director last week. Well, there's still two spots. So we're not saying that Sixth and any other competitor can't come on. And we heard one commissioner say that he thought competition was good. Well, we agree, but this is not competition here. This is selective competition. This is competition that you have nine, you have three parties that were selectively allowed not to compete, two parties that were intentionally taken out of the process, and then the open competition for the remaining group. That just does not sound like competition and does not sound like fairness. It sounds like a violation of equal protection because not all the incumbents were treated equally. In fact, the own airport staff has admitted they did not negotiate with the other two and they had no explanation. They had an explanation, but there was no public or transparency after that November meeting when we were told they were going to negotiate with all five to later. And when other people have referenced there were meetings that they attended, those were probably private lobbying meetings with commissioners and or airport staff. Those were not public meetings that were open to everybody and were not transparent. I really think that we have a problem here. We're selectively competing. We're violating equal protection, and we're not just giving people their, due, their fair right. All we're saying is we will live with the same deal that the big 
that the big three cut. We will live with the same thing and just want to negotiate on the same terms. We've been here for all these years, and now you're saying we want to punish you guys for being smaller, even though you have market share. We want to punish you for being smaller and make you have to bid in to space you already have. But the other guys, we're going to say that they don't have to because we don't want them to have additional costs and moving and do that. That just doesn't seem right or fair under the process. The last thing I beg your indulgence and would just like to add is when you look at this, I just want everyone to understand that you can't, in an airport competitive environment, just bid what you do. Because if you bid just what you've earned and what you do, you're always subjecting yourself to somebody who may want to come on and fail. And we've had quite a few small operators throughout the country fail. Advantage is not a small operator. Advantage is, by how you measure it, one of the fourth largest car rental company with ahead of six or behind six, depending on how you measure it. We can serve over 70, 80% of the American public traveling. We're your only true value leisure band that's independently owned in price on airport. And then you have another uh, minority business owner, and the two of us were the ones selected not to compete with and not to be given the same equal treatment. It's all we're asking for, and we request that you give us that same equal treatment. And if you do allow uh, the negotiations directly with us, we've indicated a willingness to negotiate on the spaces the airport wants. And additionally, we don't see any reason it would hold up the bid if that's the case, because you'd still have two open, two open spots to bid for. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Blumer. Robert Holland. Good afternoon, Honorable Mayor, Honorable Board. Robert Holland with offices at 3250 Northeast First Avenue, Miami, Florida. We stand here in support of the extension of time. As we've always said to you from day one, I think all of you might, might have received this booklet that we passed up. Only thing we've ever asked for was the equal right to, to participate or uh, um, compete together. In July 2018, everybody was going to bid. We had no problem with that. And you'll see that memo from the aviation staff. It, oh, the books are still here. I'm sorry. Uh, you'll see in July 2018, everybody was going to bid. As a small minority company, we had no problem bidding for our space. In September 2018, you'll see the memo from the aviation department in October 10th sending the notes out from that meeting, which is tab two. And in that meeting, it said, sectors A, B, and C, we would have been in C along with Advantage. I mean, 100% of the current providers would be negotiated with, and the new space would be competed upon by six and others. We have no objection to six, Fox, or anyone else. We just want to be treated fairly in the process. And all of a sudden, in the midnight hours, something happened that 95% of your current operators were selected to be negotiated with. The other 5% were thrown out and said, you have to compete for your space. And so we have a, a real problem with that because we think that's, there's an equal protection issue there. Only thing we asked to be treated was the same. We've had a chance since the last meeting to meet with your aviation staff. In tab four, they gave us the rent rates. We say we'll pay those rent rates. We have no problem. Whatever the, if the others are paying that rent rate, we'll pay the same rent rate. We're not asking, even as a small company, for preferential treatment. Just allow us to be treated the same in this process. When you look at uh, Royal Rent-A-Car, it is a small rent-a-car company. But guess what? Spirit Airlines are the small airlines compared to the major airline carriers. And you have embraced them. They have less than 4% of the market share in the U.S. But they're here competing. They're providing jobs. They're providing a way for people in this community to work. Royal does the same. All of our employees, for the most part, come from Broward County. They get pension funds. They get health care. They get um, uh, life insurance. They get more benefits than the big carrier. 
We're asking that we be allowed to negotiate for our space just like the others have and the new space that you have coming online, that you make that available for Spirit or Fox, not Spirit, but for Fox or uh, Six or whomever. We're not fighting against them. We're just asking for the same protection that everybody else receives in this process. But when you choose 95% of the winners and take them off the table and say, all right, we want to make the others compete, under what basis was that done other than the others being small? And no offense, Hertz has a small player as well. Payless is part of their team. So they get a free ride as almost a companion competitor with us. They get a free ride in this process because they're teamed up with Hertz. We get penalized because we've never sold out or allowed somebody to come in and purchase us. We've operated with you for 24 years, even when others have left this airport. And we've given you nothing but commitment. We've never missed a payment. We've never been cited for any infractions. We've, we've done everything by the book. And all we're asking for is an opportunity to continue to work at this airport and provide a great service. We have a niche market as well, which is why we've been able to maintain ourselves. But again, this isn't somebody saying, you know, give me a break on the rent or give me a discount. We'll pay the same rent rates that everybody else is paying, but negotiate with 100% like it was said in the industry meeting in 2018, September. And we'll support that and we'll support the delay. And we welcome six and others onto the airport as well. Thank you, sir. Um, is it Helder Diaz? Good morning. My name is Helder Diaz and I represent Rome Rental Car, uh, doing business as Ace Rent-A-Car here in Broward County. We've been a staple in this county for 20 years. And what we're requesting is that we do receive an opportunity to solicit a bid um, through one of the bid packages without any delay of the current RFP. Mr. Friedman said it best by requesting the RFP to move forward as, uh, as offered. Again, we are a locally Broward County owned and operated company and we've strategically positioned ourselves for consistent growth and has shown over the past, well, 36 months. Again, thank you for the opportunity and we hope to be a competitive nature with, uh, with the RFP. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Christine King. Is that right? Christine King, yes. Thank you. 6116 Northwest 7th Avenue, Miami, Florida, 33127. Good afternoon. I am also here in support of Royal Rent-A-Car to request that you allow Royal to participate in the negotiations with all of the other car concessionaires as Royal is a success story for Broward County and its disadvantaged business enterprise program, who has operated at the Broward County Airport for the past 24 years. One of the factors in the resulting recommendation was to avoid disruption of service. However, Royal would suffer disruption of service and will also be subject to another substantial build-out of which they have already expended over a million dollars. Royal also does millions of dollars in revenue each year with the airport. I am asking that in your deliberations, please consider equal protection for all of the on-airport car concessionaires. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. King. At this time, I'd like to call up Mark Gale. Mr. Gale. 
Mr. Gale, good to see you. Thank you for coming. Good to see you, Mr. Mayor. Um, I don't run airports. I've not been involved in the maintenance, the operation of airports. Um, based on what you've heard, based on your running from Philadelphia to our airport, your experience in your life from running airports, what do you recommend? Uh, Mr. Mayor, I, I would like to just briefly comment that um, uh, some of the uh, testimony that's been provided by our, our stakeholders, um, some for this uh, open competitive solicitation, some wanting to negotiate, I, I think it's evident as to where we have been as an airport. There is not one direction that everybody agrees upon. I would like to also clarify that when decisions were made relative to the negotiation request of the board for the three large families um, versus a competitive solicitation for the C&D or the smaller packages came as a result for a couple different reasons. One, uh, the three large families, which, can, which uh, control approximately 95% of the on-airport uh, rental car market share, our largest source of non-airline revenue at the airport, we didn't have folks banging on the door saying, we want their space, we want their space. When it came to the smaller packages, we had multiple operators, op operators like Mr. Diaz, operators like Six, who were banging on the door saying, we would like an opportunity to come in. Therefore, the request of the board was to competitively solicit those spaces. So can I interrupt you? So the the major operators you're saying is uh, the other people, the other smaller operators obviously couldn't afford and couldn't get that space. No, sir, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, um, as, I, uh, as I may have mentioned in, in the last time, when we took a look at um, the three large families uh, of brands versus the three uh, smaller brands, two of the three, as I mentioned last time, have been in a state of decline. Uh, in terms of declining revenues and declining transactions. One is actually doing uh, better. Um, but we had multiple brands that were off airport who have been waiting for years for an opportunity to come on and do business at the airport. Um, anybody can propose that they're going to uh, provide a minimum annual guarantee to the airport of any value to put themselves in a competitive position to come on airport. That is open and, and fair competition. It is my recommendation to the board that we continue on the path we're on right now, that we competitively solicit the C&D package. This, does not, uh, this was not an equal protection issue as much as it was, uh, there was not anybody, in our opinion, that was going to outbid the three large families of brands that uh, currently accomplish 95% of the market share at the airport. I'll go around uh, this uh, and have Vice Mayor Holness, since you're on, you'll close on that. Uh, anybody on that one? one? Mr. Mayor, I'd ask you to put me in the queue, so okay. please put me in the queue. Okay. Commissioner Furr? I think Commissioner Holmes is No, he's going to close. No, okay. I guess I mean, the, more I'm, the more I hear on this, the more uneasy I am a little bit on this. And you just said that you didn't think anybody would outbid the, the, the largest ones, but how do, how, do, how do we know for sure on that? The largest uh, off-airport brand uh, that we have according to the revenue information that we get, Commissioner, uh, and it was mentioned that you can measure it by different metrics, but the largest that we see right now is six, at approximately 6% of the re uh, market share by revenue in FY18. The next highest group, or I should say the smallest of the three family brands, 
is at approximately 22 percent, almost four times larger uh, than, uh, than, than sixth being in there. Now, even if you combine uh, ACE and EZ under the advantage, or excuse me, advantage and EZ under the advantage of OPSCO brand, still is less than 4 percent market share. So what would have been the disadvantage of doing an RFP for everybody? There's no disadvantage. We believe that, that doing an RFP or a solicitation for everybody would have yielded the three large families securing their positions by bidding very high for the spaces and continuing uh, to operate the airport. But two of the three have to give up space in order to provide for uh, additional opportunities for off-airport brands to come in. As I mentioned the last time, one of the families, Thrifty, we would want them to co-locate with their other brand, Dollar, which frees up space. On the other brand, Avis Budget, Payless needs to move to, to actually uh, merge over with Budget to free up space so that we can bring additional off-airport uh, competition, uh, if you off-airport operators in. Today we have 12 brands. The goal was to try to achieve 14 brands on airport. It, um, it, but that, it sounds like you've already got space dedicated, I mean, and I know obviously it is it, it being used that way. But, it, but if you were doing an RFP from scratch, and I know this is kind of hard to do that way, but wouldn't all the space be up for grabs? Wouldn't people, if you were doing an RFP, say, couldn't each one say, here's how much space we would like to have, this is our proposal, da da da, and, and Sure. I mean, my understanding is that with an RFP, you can, you know, an R someone can pr give a proposal, and then you're able to negotiate from that point, correct? And uh, am I, am I, yeah. So why not, why not allow for everyone to give their best proposals, and then go from that point, when, when, where, where you would be able to, and we would all be able to look at it, and determine what the best proposal is, what you know, how much space they're asking for and go accordingly. The proposals that we don't like, we say, sorry, it didn't, you, we, the other ones were better proposals. I, that's, I mean, I, I'm wondering why that. I would suggest, it, Commissioner, that, that um, allowing everybody to propose is certainly acceptable and it's done at many locations. Okay. Allowing everybody to specify the exact amount of space that they, that they want is, is not necessarily what I would recommend to this board. As I explained to some of the commissioners, when you think about the consolidated rental car facility, it's not just about the counters that you see when you actually rent your car. There are locations where cars are fueled and, and washed and maintained. There are locations where you rent the car, you actually get in the car and take it out, or where you return the car when you come back. There are locations where cars are stored. All of that needs to be calculated out and, and divvied up on all these different companies. And I dare say that the facility that we have today that was constructed back in the early 2000s is at its capacity. Okay. We're going to need to expand that if the rental car market continues to grow. It, is a, it has been a subject as many conversations in our master planning meetings that we're bringing back to you is will other market forces such as Ubers and Lyfts and transportation companies continue to eat away at the rental car market? Or will the rental car market stay strong and we're going to need to actually expand our facility going forth in the future? We're backing into an existing facility, I think, and doing the best that we can with what we have. If we had started it fresh, very similar to what Tampa just did, they created a facility that was tailored exactly to the market that's in the, Taylor, uh, in the, in the Tampa area right now. But we're, we're, we have multiple, multiple players outside 
uh, many that you've heard from both in letters and through testimony who have been waiting outside for an opportunity to come in and operate at our facility. And, and I say that because I think our job up here is to, we shouldn't be leaning on putting our thumb anywhere on that scale. Our job here is to make sure that we are providing a level playing field for, for everyone and, to, and to, to make sure that it's fair. Yes, sir. And I, I, you know, I'm, I guess I want to make sure that we're going that way, but I'm, I'm not totally convinced we are. If there's anything I can do to convince you, Mr. Mayor, I mean, yes, um, the, uh, the recommendation was to proceed with the, the competitive solicitation for C and D packages. Um, you have authorized me to negotiate with the A and B from the larger right. firms, but I have not started that negotiation just and, yet. And I guess I'm wondering if there's different packages that could be presented, because there are different facilities, different RFP for this, for, for A, RFP for B, RFP for C, D, and maybe that's just too complicated. But I, I do wonder if there's a way of doing something like that. I would say at the same time, Commissioner, anytime we do a transition of a facility, mm -hmm. um, it's like moving airlines around and terminals, whatnot, there, there could be significant disruption to, uh, to the facility. And, and while it was mentioned that uh, trying to minimize that disruption was a goal of ours, and it certainly was, I think that there were other business decisions that, that led into uh, where we are today. And I know we're having to balance that. I know we're having to balance a lot of things here, both disruption, but we're also having to make sure that it's that we're maintaining a fair And uh, from my perspective, and, and your airport director, to recommend to you a growing airport, an airport that needs to do a significant amount of work going forward, an enterprise fund that is self-sustaining, part of my job is to bring you the best business deal for the airport as well from a revenue perspective. And that's what I'm attempting to do. Okay. Thank you. Commissioner Geller. Thank, uh, thank you, Mr. Mayor. I have uh, previously expressed my concern and will do so again today, although I will ask first, I I'm not exactly certain, but I know this on the agenda, but I'm not exactly certain what action item is on the agenda today, if any, on this. But I'll get to that when I'm done with my remarks. Number one, uh, I, I will address the sixth issue first because I do believe that uh, they must be given an opportunity to compete. I think that they offer a different um, option, and uh, also they are a they have located their national headquarters in Fort Lauderdale. And I would anything that doesn't give them an opportunity to compete. However, even if we do extend something uh, to the uh, advantage easy and the royal family, there are at least two positions still remaining open. So uh, while I'm committed to trying to make sure that Sixth has an opportunity, and I think that they should be on our airport, nothing that we would do would prevent that from occurring. I'm a little unhappy, and maybe this is being rushed, but I continue to be hearing rumors and this and that and you know this company is going to merge with that company and that company is going to do this this is going to do that i've been i've been told and i i'd like some more information that royal is getting most of their revenue not from car rental but from car sales that the that the county doesn't get a portion of that if, if true that's something that would concern me on the other hand i am very uncomfortable 
where Broward County has adopted a strong position of supporting small and minority-owned companies with getting rid, or excuse me, not necessarily getting rid of, but you know, saying that we're going to make the small minority-owned company, which is Royal, compete in the they're there, and that seems to go against everything that this commission has been trying to do. Again, I might feel differently if somebody showed us that they're not really getting their revenue from the car rental or sharing it, but nobody's shown me that yet. I'm just, you know, it seems that we're operating on a lot of rumors here for, for right now. Uh, I do believe that it would be appropriate to, uh, from, again, I've been told that it's unusual, I don't know if this is true, that normally you either negotiate with all existing vendors or you normally put all of the space out to bid. I've been told that it is unusual and very equal protection to say we're going to do this with some, but not with all. So. I've got a problem with this. Now, again, not knowing what the action item is today, I'm not sure uh, what we will be voting on or how I should tailor my remarks. I personally, I asked two weeks ago if there could be uh, negotiations with Royal and Advantage Easy uh, and try and bring everyone in. If that, you know, that seems to not have had any impact, um, I would, I'm not comfortable with voting today to say we should, uh, we should not renew with those two, but I, I'm not sure what the, can I ask the county attorney what the action item is today or what is necessary, if anything? I guess we have to prevent the opening of bids. Are there even bids out right now? What action item is in front of us, if I can ask the county attorney that, sir? Senator Geller, I, I believe that the RFP responses are, are expected to open on February 22nd. And what the item would do is it would extend uh, potentially that deadline by 30 days uh, to essentially permit the board to uh, give direction and we can effectuate that direction by bringing other items back next week if that's the, the board's will. So for example, last week, uh, last meeting, uh, the board authorized the director uh, to directly negotiate on A, on a and B, correct? Yes. So, so th that, that item is not up for reconsideration at this point. This is strictly limited to extending the date by 30 days uh, to either permit further considerations regarding uh, negotiating with more parties uh, or whatever other action the board would like to take. So once, once the board has a consensus as to what it likes to do, we could recommend a procedural path to get there. Uh, County Attorney, because it would be my preference to instruct the county uh, aviation director. And Mr. Gale, I, I will repeat what I've said many times before. I think you're doing an excellent job. I appreciate what you do for the county on this issue. Uh, I would like to instruct the airport director to engage in what I would term meaningful negotiations with Royal and Advantage Easy 
and attempt to reach an agreement with them. I understand you may not be able to, but if you're unable to, I would like you to report back to us and to why you can't. And if there is an action item, that's what I would like to offer. Uh, and uh, Mr. County Attorney, do I need to do that in the form of a motion at this point in time? I, I, I think Or that what is the correct procedural way? I, I told you what I would like to see. What is the correct procedural method of doing that? I, I think, Senator Geller, that, it, that at some point it would be an amendment to the existing uh, basically discussion item, which, which has uh, expressed a 30-day extension. That's something that if you wanted to ask the airport director to directly negotiate with these other incumbents, that 30-day uh, extension would be helpful because it may result in changing the packages that are out on the street. Uh, so that's, that's something that you could do by motion for sure. Mr. Mayor, at the appropriate time, I would like to offer the motion that was just discussed by the county attorney. Mr. Mayor, whatever time you believe that to be appropriate, and I've completed my remarks now. And, and Mr. Mayor, just to clarify also, according to our code, that would have to be based upon a finding by the board that that, isn't, that course is in the best interest of the county. Uh, so that's something that should be part of any motion on that as well. Okay. Um, next is in, in uh, this Commissioner Udine. It's not me. Um, I think this is one of those issues where, um, by trying to carve out the top, th you know, the top three, we may have created more of a problem now that it that it's become rather than just putting originally the whole thing out on the street. What what's since we've been voting on um, living wage and other things that are going to cost the airport enterprise money. Uh, enterprise fund more money. What's the what's the highest way to generate more revenue, in your opinion, on this issue? Well, certainly, uh, Commissioner. When we took a look at the uh, at the rental car market as a whole, uh, both on airport and off airport, where we saw the most growth uh, was in the off airport segment. Uh, more operators doing business. Um, while they contribute to the airport, if they have an agreement with us in terms of their concession fee, we do not get. Uh, a customer facility charge or CFC for those off airport operators. Opening up the doors and getting additional brands in, additional competition, uh, arguably would, would serve to bring uh, those dollars back on airport, which would, which would generate additional revenue for the airport. In addition to that, again, we've reached the end of a 13-year deal uh, where I think everybody knew that this was coming. Everybody had appropriate time to amortize their investments over the course of that time. Uh, and we were looking to move forward with a different rent structure uh, that was put in place than 2005, more consistent uh, with what we believe is current industry standards across the U.S. So one of the things that you've said to us in the workshops with the airport is you, you must find ways to find more non-airport revenue in the in more non-airline revenue in the airport. And this, in your professional opinion, is the best way to do it for the rental car portion? It's certainly one of, one of the ways, Commissioner. I think you, uh, it is no secret that as, as the airport is completing its ongoing uh, existing expansion program, there is more and more debt that's being added to the facility. And while we certainly have increased in traffic significantly, uh, operation and maintenance expenses are also going up at the same time. It is incumbent upon the airport team, led by me, to make sure that we're, we're keeping a good balance sheet. Excuse me. 
Need to interrupt. Yes. Uh, I need a motion to continue so move, this. So I move, I move uh, that we continue this uh, uh, meeting on to the end of this item. To the end of this item. Is that sufficient yes. instead of time-wise? Yes. That's fine. Okay. Do I have a second? Second. Second. All in favor? Aye. Any opposed? Show the passing. Please continue. So my last question is, um, is taking the big three, so to speak, out of it, which you've, I know that your deal that you wanted with them was a, was a significantly higher deal in total, but through course of negotiations, you worked out the deal with them that the airport feels comfortable with. You don't like it as much. They don't like it as much, which I think probably means it's a good deal for the, those three. Is anything precluding anybody else from bidding on anything else in this RF, what we're doing? Is anybody precluded in any way from bidding? Can an airport, can a rental car company anywhere come bid on this? The answer is yes, Commissioner, but we would look at that uh, to make sure that they can reasonably perform uh, if they've made some type of financial guarantee to the airport in terms of our minimal annual guarantee. Um, you know, when you bid on packages, uh, A, B, or C packages, uh, we're not, not for A and B because we've, we've chosen right. to negotiate, but we'll use previous uh, uh, mags that were in place. There, are, there is a mag established for the C packages right now. C1 and C2 both have 1.1 million mags installed on the Ds are, are uh, whatever we negotiate with, with those operators. So um, we, we can negotiate to get that return. I would also like to comment that uh, while we did have discussions with one of the largest, the largest uh, rental car firm in here in terms of the rent structure, uh, where there was a comment that nobody else was involved in that, uh, that firm uh, in negotiating or discussing that with us resulted in a significant reduction uh, in the rent structure going forward. So all of the firms, I believe, benefited greatly by, by the activities of, of that one uh, operator enterprise. Right, because originally you wanted a much higher financial... I remember that's where we were really got, got we this issue to begin with. And multiple, multiple, multiple discussions and meetings and exchanges and uh, of information and whatnot led to us uh, working to a, a reduced rent structure over the course of a 10-year period. So I'm going to support whatever gets this done as quickly as we can, gets this to where we need to be, because I don't think as far as e – where are you going to stop? Everybody that's there now would want to be negotiated with, and then you never get to the end where you can put this out. I guess looking back on it, we should have never done this first three major thing. They probably would have bid and won the space anyway because of market share, but I'm supporting a competitive bid, put it out to bid, no preconceived negotiations, and life will move on. Uh, since uh, Vice Mayor Holness is closing, I'm going to uh, chime in before I hand it off. Oh, did you want to be in the queue? Okay. Uh, Commissioner Sharif? Um, Commissioner Udine. Are you saying that you want to put all of it back out, even what we voted on, or just this? I think at that point that would disrupt it. So the three that we've he's, already negotiated is fine. He, he's going with the airport director's recommendation and how we Correct. do this. Correct. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that we're clear because we've talked about this like 10 times. Right. 11. And I just want to, yeah, okay. 11. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Would you shut that up, please? No, no. Oh, yeah, thank you. So I'm just making sure. I did, that's clarification. Thank you. Thank you. Um, before I hand this off, um, we voted on this last time. We went along with the uh, airport director's recommendation. I'm going to go along with your recommendation. I don't know if, maybe I'm not saying this correctly, but 95% of the business there is done by the three companies you negotiated with already, correct? 
95, when you take only the on-air ports, the three large families are 95%. When you include the off-air port operators like Sixth, Fox, and everybody, um, the three large family uh, share is 80, approximately 85% of the okay. total market in Fort Lauderdale. So in the way that you've gone about this, you feel this is the best way to produce the revenue and the best way to do the deal for the county. Is that your professional that is, opinion? That is my opinion and recommendation, sir. Okay. I'm going to recognize Vice Mayor Holness. Thank you very much. and and, and I. Let me let me start by saying, uh, Mr. Gill, you're you're a consummate uh, professional, uh, and I do respect you greatly. Feelings are mutual, uh, sir. But I, I have to tell you that my charge is uh, to look out for the public, and and to ensure that those who don't have a leg up get a leg up, mm -hmm. that those who don't have the wealth and the power are given an equal opportunity, and that's where I come from with this item. Mm -hmm. So, so we understand that clearly uh, as we go forward. <clears throat> Mr. Gill, you said that no one was banging on our doors uh, to get in on the larger packages. But in fact, we really didn't have any time out there with the large package, did we? When I say nobody was banging on our doors, uh, Commissioner, um, as was referenced, we had multiple, multiple discussions and meetings with the stakeholder community from last spring all the way through into the fall. Um, all we heard was we had smaller operators who wanted access to the airport for a number of years who could not get it. I did not have anybody that says that I wanted to take any of the large three spaces over uh, from them okay. and, and, and try to take that away from them. But we never offered it to the public. So we didn't really put it out there for the public or for entities to come in and compete for it. Correct? No, because you authorized me to negotiate right. with right. that. Yes. So, so we so. got to that. You know, my conversation at the onset was that we would negotiate with everyone. There. That's the conversation that we had at the beginning of this. Somehow it changed uh, as you had your conversation along the way. Uh, but let me also point out this, uh, that yes, I, I want Sixth and others to come on, but if we didn't package these three together, let's look at the numbers. Payless is 1%. From what was just said, six is six times that. Trifty. is 5.7%. Pay less is larger than that. Dollar is 6.7%. Sixth is about that level. So there are three of these entities that we've now grouped together to make them more powerful than going out singly to compete with the rest of the folks out there, with the Sixth, the Fox, and, and, the, and the other entities that, that are there by, by grouping them, we basically limit the competition because we now make them too large for us to not have. Okay? Are you asking a question? I'm, I'm making a statement. Okay. I know what I'm doing. So let's examine this. Advantage is, uh, according to the numbers I see here, at about 5%. Again, they will be competitive uh, with Trifty, with Dollar, and, and, and Payless. That's not what we did. We choose to group the large entities, the legacy entities, who've been around forever, uh, who has the advantage, to give them even more advantages. 
That doesn't seem fair to me at all. The best interest that we have discussed here time and time again is to grow our small businesses in this community so that they can, can compete not just here, but compete elsewhere and bring revenues back home. These smaller companies are here. Their employees are almost here. Their whole management structure is here. The highest salaries that are paid are going to be paid to these folks that are right here. <clears throat> now, I think that the fact that some of these larger companies are, are joining together is, is freeing up some space, yes. But I think we could have had that done anyway had we gone out and had full, fair competition across the board with everyone. Because they would have sought to say, hey, I can take less space, reduce my cost by consolidating. That would have been done in my mind. So we made a huge error, in my opinion, by not allowing for full competition. By assuming that others are not out there that could compete for the space. And, and, I, and I think we could have done better than that. Let me ask you. Uh, this question, Mr. Gale. Is there any emergency why we couldn't extend this for 30 days? Any emergencies? Yes. Is, is, there, is, is there an emergency in place why this couldn't be extended, the process, for 30 days? No, there's no emergency, okay. Vice right, Mayor. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the, the second thing that I wanted to, to clarify, because you made a statement when you came up, mm -hmm. and I think my colleagues didn't hear, uh, or, or uh, maybe I didn't. You said you have negotiated yet with the large packages. No, the, sir. You have not. Have not. You have not negotiated with the large entities. When yet. the board uh, voted to authorize uh, me to negotiate with the A and B yeah. uh, package, yeah. we are in the midst of uh, trying to square this issue away. So okay. I have not begun the negotiations with them just yet. So you have not negotiated with them. So let's make sure that it's clear for my colleagues that no negotiation has started uh, with these entities. Uh, as of right now, uh, <clears throat> though we might be on our way already with the process, I think that an extra 30 days is not going to hurt us. Uh, it gives some time for some conversation with the smaller entities uh, to be able to have a chance to, to negotiate. And if it doesn't work, you know, the car rental companies aren't going anywhere. Uh, passengers are still going to come. There's gonna be, not going to be any disruption. So I, I, I will second uh, Commissioner Geller's motion uh, once he makes that motion. And hopefully uh, we can allow for these entities that have been here for so long, that have invested one over a million dollars in the space, be given a chance to be able to be there. At the, at the airport, and maybe they can come up with some creative and innovative ways to uh, compensate <clears throat> us or increase the revenue streams that we would be getting uh, beyond just what we have out uh, in terms of the minimum annual guarantee and, and rent space. They, there, there might be some opportunity for them to do that, which would then allow for us to generate more revenue. And, and, and as, as we speak of revenues, <clears throat> X number of passengers come in and they're going to rent a car. Uh, so there's a revenue stream that's built in. It's, it's not necessarily that <clears throat> a, 
any more people going to come in and rent beyond what we already have coming in. So, so that system, in, in my mind, is, is pretty closed uh, in terms of what we will be receiving from, from the revenue stream, just basically based on passengers coming in. Uh, <clears throat> I, uh, again, I believe we ought to give a chance of 30 days uh, for uh, some com further conversations to be had and maybe there are some innovative and creative ways that we can find the opportunity for these companies to be there. We know for certain that whether or not these two entities come on, there's are actually two spaces that's still going to be there if we, if we kept these that are here. So certainly six has a chance to come on. Fox or someone else have a chance to come on. <clears throat> and maybe in the process, there might be some other opportunities that might be created from consolidation or otherwise. Uh, on this item. So <clears throat> I'm going to allow Senator Geller to make his motion and second that motion. We still have people in queue. At this no, point no, in time no, no, no. Make the Sen motion. Senator Geller, we, st we, st we still have people in queue, so I'm not going to recognize you. I'm sorry, sir. I'm not going to recognize you yet. Uh, before I recognize you. At the appropriate time, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Um, Senator Rich is in queue, and, um, and then. And then we have other people that would like to speak. But before I, Senator Rich, do you mind if I just no, take I one minute? Um, no. I, I want to remind us that while we are all involved, supportive of small businesses, we've bent over backwards to help the small business community. When you're dealing with an airport, Senator Geller, can you please mute it? Thank you. When you're dealing with an airport, 95% of our tourism, our business community that comes to visit this county is going to an Avis Hertz Alamo Enterprise National. And there's risk in doing things. We want those companies. They provide a ton of revenue. Uh, excuse me. I understand they're going to still be there. But you, since in, in any business environment, I think that, first of all, I'm going to take the recommendation of our director. But I think common sense is you treat 95% of business you know, you could treat it differently than your other 5%. 95% of your business, I don't care if you're a lawyer or you're in real estate or whatever business you're in, if, if, if there is a source of giving you 95% of your business, I think you treat them in a way that's going to maximize your revenue and treat them in, in, in a different manner. That's my, we're all entitled to our opinion. Senator Rich, go ahead. Thank you. Um, Can you next? Okay, well... Uh, Mr. Mayor, you actually said part of what I would like to say because, I mean, I'm looking here, we have discussed this over and over, and we've delayed it and brought it back, and I personally don't want to wait 30 more days for uh, Mr. Gale to be able to negotiate with uh, the companies that do 95% of the business uh, at our airport. Um, you know, I, I support small business as much as anybody here, um, but I don't think this is the appropriate place. Uh, we hire a professional to run the airport. We are not the professionals when it comes to running an airport. He has successfully run two major airports, and this airport is going to increase, actually, in revenue because of the numbers of passengers that you told us, I think, a couple of times ago that were coming through our airport, which I think was 36 million, which That's was strange. an increase, significant increase. So um, I think that there's, there's room for these other, other people, and, uh, but, I, but I think we should uh, maintain what we did at the 29th, January 29th meeting um, and remove that part of this and let him go ahead with the negotiation with those uh, three companies. Commissioner Ryan. 
This is going to be very similar to what the mayor said and what uh, Commissioner Rich mentioned. Uh, we relied upon our uh, aviation director for um, a business plan, business decisions. Uh, he was uh, asked numerous times about what the market rate was, analysis in similar airports, uh, the unique configuration over a number of years of the, uh, the existing companies that, as we say, 85% uh, of total um, uh, rent-a-car revenue, 95% of on-site uh, revenue. I don't see any reason to go back on a business decision that has been made over four or five meetings, and uh, so I will not support another 30-day uh, extension. Commissioner Sharif. Did you want to say something? Yeah, just the same. I'm, I'm not supporting a 30-day extension. I think that we need to move on from this. If you're not going to go back and put the whole thing back on the street, it makes no sense to keep holding this up. And um, I just want to say that, you know, I don't think there's anybody up here that doesn't support small business. We've all been um, doing that. We've all supported the ordinance changes. We've all supported our airport director. But I just want to say that, you know, we put people in positions like this we have to trust their judgment. He's been doing this a very, very long time, and in my opinion, he's never steered us wrong. And so I'm gonna go with the airport director's um, recommendation, and I'm gonna support the item as it is. Commissioner Fisher? Yeah, just a point of order or, or clarifications. Mr. Gill, you mentioned that, that you have not negotiated with the large firms yet, correct? Did you That's say correct, that? Commissioner. So you haven't negotiated with them, so if you were given the opportunity to negotiate with the smaller firms, how do you negotiate with them? I'm kind of, I'm kind of confused. If you haven't negotiated and already established a, a price or, or an opportunity for them, how do you negotiate with the small folks? Well, first, the negotiation with the larger companies uh, has been referenced earlier. Um, in order to create space to provide for additional brands to come on, I need to actually negotiate with the larger companies and consolidate their brands, freeing up space to be able to provide for more competition to come into the airport. That was going to be step one. Step two was once we had secured that, or concurrently with that, the solicitation process with at least seven or eight different brands, some on airport, some on air, off airport, vying for the four spaces that we had available uh, at the location. Once they submitted their proposals, they would be evaluated based upon uh, what they have uh, proposed in terms of, of revenue to the airport, their operational experience, um, you know, customer service approach and, and whatnot. Uh, there is criteria that's been established in the RFP document itself. We would follow that in order to make the best recommendations as to who should go into those four spaces. But it started with uh, the ability to negotiate with the, with the larger families to be able to secure the space uh, to provide for additional entrants to come into the marketplace. Um, Currently today, okay. if we negotiated with all incumbents, essentially that would mean I would negotiate with the paylesses, with the thrifties, with the dollars and whatnot, and arguably negotiate with them in their locations, even though they're part of larger brands. If we, if we follow that and negotiate with every single person in their location, we would have no additional space to bring anybody from off airport inside, a sixth, a fox, an easy rent, an ace, or anybody at that point in time. The so we do not have any space at all to negotiate at that point? No, sir. No, sir. That's interesting. Okay. The, the, the idea of, of taking the pie 
and pushing things to the side in order to create a, you know, some space for additional uh, brands to come on airport that have been waiting is what we've been attempting to do. That comes largely at the expense of the larger family brands where we're, we would force them to actually consolidate their brands into smaller space. That's actually very enlightening, thank you. Vice Mayor Holness. Yes, <clears throat> on the issue of uh, negotiating with the larger brands, could that be done simultaneously with the smaller brands? And then you can then see what space you have available for others to come in. Because as it is now, we have an assumption that with a consolidation <clears throat> that's in place, there are four spaces available, not including the two smaller brands that's there. Am I correct? The end packages will produce four spaces, sir, okay. yes. All right. <clears throat> so I'm thinking that that could be done simultaneously with the smaller brands that are there now, Commissioner Fisher. Uh, there, again, there's still two additional slots that will be available based on where we are today. There are four slots available. Uh, there are two entities, Easy and uh, Advantage are consolidated. Uh, so it would be Easy and uh, uh, Advantage, the, Easy, and Royal are the three. Easy and Royal would be the ones that uh, uh, would, 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 if we did all that's there with the way the packaging is now, you still have two shots for others to come in and, and negotiate. Uh, and <clears throat> I don't think that having this negotiation necessarily put us at a disadvantage in terms of revenues, because we can go out and look to see what uh, negotiation, how these Mayor. smaller entities Mayor. might be able to com uh, compensate us to, to it's my item, to see how the, this, 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 this item could, I'm distracted. <clears throat> to see what uh, additional uh, uh, money they might put in beyond what we would be looking for in, in general RFP. Uh, maybe they want to increase the mag that they have. Maybe you want to increase or, or put some, a larger percentage of what they earn into it in order to stay there to compensate for whatever cost. If the airport director is not able to do that, we're not losing anything at all. Mayor. Yes. I count that we have more than five supporters for the airport director's position, and we're over time right now. Can we go ahead and call the question? Absolutely. Um, first of all, is there a motion to be made? Commissioner Gala? Mayor, uh, uh, by the way, I agree with, uh, with Dr. Sharif. I can count two, but I'm making the motion anyhow. I second the motion. Okay, first of all, I, before we go on, what is the motion that you're making? It's the motion that was described by the county attorney earlier. Mayor would be extend the RFP deadline by 30 days, find it's in the best interest of the county to attempt to negotiate directly with the other okay. three incumbents and direct that the okay. negotiation occur. So I have a motion and a second. I'd like to see hands. All in favor of that motion. Oh, objection. You can't see my hand. <laughs> Not necessary. I could, I, I could see it. I'm watching. <laughs> we, we have cameras on you, Steve. Okay, okay. I, I no got, doubt. Okay, so Senator Geller is in the affirmative. I am. So yes. two, and, and that means all opposed. All opposed. No. Thank you. So that does not move forward. So 
I'd like to second Commissioner Udine's motion to stay with the item on the agenda there, and the airport, the airport yeah, there, directors. There, there's no other motion. It was a platform for motion. There's, there's no other action. Okay. The airport director, can okay. we move so, forward? So we, we already voted to move forward last yeah. meeting. It's moving forward. We're we done did. with this item. Before, okay. Wait, before we leave, um, did you want to do one item because you have to go uh, I just wanted to dispose of what we had left because we, we have only two items left. It doesn't make sense to leave here and come back for two. Okay, I, I need a motion and a second. Motion and a second to extend until we finish. All in favor? Aye. Any opposed? We have a motion and a second to continue until we finish. Um, our next item Mayor, is... Mayor, I apologize. I need to be leaving. I thought we would be done by 1230-ish. So well, I need to be running would, out. Thank have, you for your time, Mr. Mayor. Not for your motion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take care, Senator oh. Geller. Okay, what number are we on? 43. We're, we're on... We're on 46. Okay, 46 is a motion to recommend 15 out of 19 available candidates for appointment to the Children's Services Council of Broward County by Governor Ron DeSantis. Um, Mr. Two Governor. Two Governor. Susan, I'm going to shoot you. Sorry, I'm just reading off a script here. <laughs> Mayor, 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 okay. Mayor, Mr. Cassini, Mr. Cassini um, outlined a process, so he's just basically here to collect the ballot so that we can, from each of the commissioners. Okay, Mr. Garcia is going to pass out the ballot okay. right now. Where's my uh, ballot? Are we going to get a presentation from all 15 members? <laughs> <laughs> I move motion to waive the presentation. But like 20 minutes? Okay. Does everybody have their ballot? But, 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 but let me ask this. I have one? If I may. Is there anyone who's uh, asked to be on the Children's Service Council that's here? Okay. okay. All right. We are to pick 15. Is that correct? Yes. 15 out of the 19. Just put an X. Just put it. Just put an X. Check a check mark. No. Just put 15 check marks. Commissioners, when you're done, if you can sign the back and, and um, staff will come and pick them up. So how did you pick these 15?
Can you sign the back? Can we? I don't know why we wouldn't be able to. We can talk about this public meeting. Yeah. Whatever you want to say. I mean, some of the people that are on. If you're going to do it, it needs to be publicly correct for the public right. to hear. Right. Can't be just between. No, I know that. I know okay. that. Uh, I, there are a couple people that are, that are on the children's council now. Councilor, what if I cheat and look at his list? Is that a violation? Probably, sir. I can research it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I won't cheat. Okay, Marty. Here you go. So, so I, I, I'd make a comment that basically one of the things that I, I, I'd love to have seen more of was uh, folks from within these communities that need a service, like the uh, 333 zip code and others, more of them engaged in, in mm -hmm. because I know that balance needs to be there for this community to be heard and to be understood. Uh, you know, when, when someone has... <clears throat> Are we done? Sorry. You get your ballots ready? Everybody get their ballot done? Please. Okay, we need to move on. Mayor, Mayor? Yes. Um, if, if you'd like, if you um, want to go to another item, we'll still collect them because we, okay. we'll have to tally okay. to come let's back go to, to item, you. Let's go to Commissioner Ryan's item number 49. It's a motion to discuss issues occurring on the county road projects. Go ahead, Commissioner Ryan. Over the last couple of years, I've worked on several items with uh, staff at the um, Transportation Department and um, have focused on issues such as uh, traffic light synchronization, how to best uh, maintain and identify problems with our existing traffic signal uh, apparatus. Uh, I've also been dealing with issues with regard to uh, how we can best uh, relieve traffic congestion that's caused by motor vehicle accidents and how we can clear the roadway, most specifically with um, crashes that do not involve uh, disabled vehicles and injuries to persons. Uh, this is a third item, and this item uh, will propose the imposition of uh, penalties for contractors who uh, contract at uh, with private projects that affect roadways and in the course of the uh, contracting, uh, the improvements, uh, the contractor takes over the, uh, the maintenance of the traffic signalization and uh, also the pedestrian uh, access on the uh, uh, sidewalks that are adjacent to the project. And so what this would do is oppose a remedy for the county um, if a contractor violates the agreement with the county with respect to uh, the contractor closing a uh, roadway lane, a motor vehicle lane, um, at peak hours. Uh, if a contractor blocks access for pedestrians to use the sidewalks um, when the contract provides that the pedestrian access shall be provided. And if the contractor violates the signal timing plan. Uh, you'll notice that sometimes when contractors are doing improvements, building shopping centers and related developments, uh, that the traffic signalization gets um, uh, out of sync uh, and that we have uh, roadways that are blocked that are not supposed to be blocked in accordance with the contract documents. So it provides for some financial <coughs> penalties. This is just preliminary and um, if 
the board agrees that it, it's a, um, a good policy to go forward for further discussion, then uh, I would look for uh, the county attorney to um, prepare some type of a resolution where we would um, place this proposed language into the administrative code for contracts dealing with roadway uh, that, that include roadway improvements. Commissioner Furr. Thanks. I can agree with that. The only thing I would like to make sure is what might be the downsides because we're going to be having pro traffic projects all over this county coming up. And there are going to be certain times where we're going to need to be, we might have to keep something open or closed, you know, uh, longer than necessary for like at any potential time. So I want to know what those downsides would be um, to make sure that, you know, we, we kind of give ourselves some flexibility when needed. That's right. The, the traffic engineering department enters into a, uh, a contract which each contract, I'd imagine, would have some unique features with respect to the complexity of the project, the duration, and we'll, we'll take those, those issues uh, under consideration. Now, we do have um, both state roads and we have municipal roads that you have this type of work where generally you have the, the, the county handles the traffic light synchronization, but with respect to these contracts, uh, it's, as I understand it, it's currently under the uh, jurisdiction of the state and the cities to, uh, to develop these contracts uh, with the contractors for those improvements. So perhaps if we build a, um, put together a model resolution, it may be something that uh, the, the cities and the state would utilize our process to ensure that we, you know, what we really want to do is just relieve traffic congestion during times of construction as best as possible and just asking contractors to adhere to what they've agreed to in the contract documents. Is that it? That's it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's so, it, so it would be uh, discussion, would, I guess would be in a form of a motion to direct the county attorney to prepare a resolution with language similar to what's in uh, the exhibit on this item and move forward for further discussion with the board. That's the motion. I have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Show that um, Mr. Vice Mayor Holness is in favor of that? Yeah. Okay, show that passing unanimously. Well, let's go on to item number um, 55. Item number 55 is a motion to discuss the status of Cantor Real Estate versus Florida Department of Environmental Protection. Commissioner Furr. Thank you. Real quickly, most of us probably had a chance to see that uh, the state had allowed for drilling to take place again uh, by the Cantor Company in the Everglades. I think we were probably, at least I was, uh, disappointed in that. It's been a little bit, little bit of case of whack-a-mole. Uh, we thought we'd kind of stop that to begin with. That's, this commission had actually uh, voted to ban fracking, which was the initial part of that. They have come back and are trying to now do an uh, exploratory drilling again. They did get um, a state ruling that um, uh, is allowing them, but there are still some other hurdles to uh, that I think we can use. Uh, or, or, excuse or, me. Excuse me. I thought our county yeah, attorney. Did I am. I'm, I'm handing it off to him right here. Okay. Uh, and I, what I'd like to do is hand it off to uh, our county attorney to let us know what are our, our remedies at this point. You know. Thank. Thank you, Commissioner, and thank you, Mayor. Uh, as you know, there's still pending litigation on the existing uh, state permit matter, uh, and we understand our direction to continue 
to coordinate with the uh, department in Tallahassee to try to see whether there is further review available before the first district court of appeal and potentially uh, review by the Florida Supreme Court. So that's, that's one track. And, th and that we're already doing pursuant to direction uh, from the board. The second track is... So I'm clear. So we don't need to give any further direction on this? You, you do not need to give any further direction on that. If okay. there is a, a way for us to seek relief before the first district court of appeal on the state uh, permit matter, uh, or if there is a way for us to uh, seek Florida Supreme Court review of that, we are going to do that. And for reasons that we'd prefer to discuss uh, right. individually, uh, that requires coordination with the, uh, the State Department. Okay. Uh, this, the second issue is, and, and it's another reason to uh, try to limit comment uh, to the extent possible, is that once that state issue is resolved, this matter may very well come before the county, including this board, uh, for uh, certain decisions. Might involve, land, might involve land use, might involve zoning, may involve other permits, uh, and it's uh, for reasons we can also discuss individually, it's advantageous to the county to try to limit our comments on that okay. uh, at this point. So we, we will be circling back with everyone on this, but please rest assured that we are seeking remedy up in uh, Tallahassee for right now. And I think that just for the public's knowledge, that's what they wanted to hear right there. Thank you. Thank you. Moving on. Um, item number 56, motion to amend. I need a motion and a second. I need a motion and a second. 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 All in favor? Mayor, just yes. just point of what I just wanted to let the staff know that on, uh, for moving the March 19th to 28th, I do have a major conflict here, so I probably won't be able to attend that meeting on the 28th. I don't know if there's other conflicts in the we have date telephone. or not. We have telephones. I, I, actually, I will, I will be unavailable. <laughs> I'm, here joking. I'm joking. That's all right. You're not either going to be here? No, because no, initially I thought it was going to be the 26th, which is a Tuesday. Right. It's okay. I just wanted that for the clarification too. Yeah. We, okay, we got a motion and a second. Do I? I got a motion and a second. This All in favor? Uh, this is moving the board retreat. This is moving the board retreat. This is moving some meetings because of all the different things between Broward days, between the, uh, um, uh, the legislative session, and all these different other conferences are going on. There's okay. several, Mr. Mayor. If I'm sorry, who's, yes. Um, Commissioner Ferd, it's moving not just the board retreat, but also some meetings. Um, some meetings also all the right. way into September. So they're all marked in bold. That's the only other one. From the 19th to the 28th, that's one. Oh, and the 2nd to the 9th as well. 2nd to the 9th, and then also in September, there's one as well. We can just keep moving it to, you know, till uh, uh, August or September. McGee just, no, I'm joking. All right, I got... It's just the meeting. Okay. It's not the retreat. It's the meeting. We've also moved the dates of the retreat. Commissioner Sharif, there's, there's several... It's right there. It's in your supplemental changed. agenda stuff. So my so only question... I have only have one question. And I know it was going to be a two-day retreat. Now we're only doing one day. So and, is that, and is that sufficient? Um, actually, it's not sufficient, but what we're... What we're working to do as part of the um, to get us to that place is um, I would be asking each of you to give me two hours um, with the budget staff so that we can sit with you and sort of go through where we are to try to do some of that front end work that we normally do with you individually so that at the retreat we can get through it. It'll be productive. Come into the meeting with what um, I, um, after our individual briefings, 
what we see as potential modifications to your strategic plan. Um, and if subsequent to that, we need another meeting, we will schedule that during our normal budget hearing process that we have later in the summer. Okay, and what, okay. because one of the things I was lo looking forward to on the retreat was the hearing how you are ramping up with the penny sales tax and, and knowing exact, because I'm, I'm getting lots of questions on it. Where is that going? What are we doing? And, and what is our, you know, where, where are we with this? And I think, uh, you know, I think we're all gonna need to know that. Um, and the public wants to know as well. Absolutely. So. Um, and the subsequent, uh, the other um, potential alternative that we're discussing, and I'm just waiting for these dates to settle down just a little bit, is to do at least um, one, if not two, uh, lunch sessions okay. with the board. Okay. One of which would definitely be that one. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. I got a motion. I got a second. Uh, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Item 56 passes unanimously, and we are now you, going no, sorry. to our non-agenda. Uh, you have item, there's 46, need to come back. You can do non-agenda, bring it back afterwards if they're still working. Oh. We're done, okay. We're ready. What do we need to do now? They'll announce, do you have 15 clear? Yes, we, have, so, we do have 15 clear winners on the first run, so we were concerned if there were going to be ties. Okay. So. Do we need okay. to approve those? You should just announce a name, and then the board should just move that those names be submitted. Right. Okay. Motion to submit the 15 names. Second. All, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? You want to hear? I, I would, Is that all you need? You wanted yeah. to announce the names? No. You don't need to? I think it's to? a little better sure. to do it, just, oh, sure. in, just in case. Sure, sure. Yeah. County okay. attorney wants to announce those names. Go the ahead. names that we're going to put forward to the governor are Rose Dalvomar, Kathy Donnelly, Kim Gorsuch, David Kenton, Rebecca Corda, Mary Manupella, Jean Pettit, Tom Powers, Maria Schneider, Gary Smith, Shanika Spencer, Karen Schwartzberg, Sharon Schwartzbaugesi, sorry, Kanisha Taylor, Anna Maria Valadares, and Jeffrey Wood. Thank and you. We'll send that out as a follow-up email to the board too. We have a motion to approve and a second. All in favor again? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Shall that pass unanimously? Okay, uh, we're now gonna go on to, uh, um, before we do the mayor's report, I'm gonna do the county administrator's report. Yes, Jeff, uh, briefly, um, we are approaching um, the um, cat, the kitten cat breeding session. And so on um, the program, well, I, you know, they, <laughs> season. <laughs> season. Um, I've been uh, uh, I've been educated that they have multiple seasons that they produce kittens. So we're approaching we're approaching one of them. But um, what I would be asking is for those of you that have feral cat colonies in your communities that we have some communication that we'd get out. We'd like to uh, again uh, uh, sterilize uh, those uh, cats. So that and clip their ears, so that you know um, when your your colony is there, that how many of them have uh, have been spayed or neutered. So we'll get that information out, but we really would like for you to help us um, get that um, message out. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go to the county auditor. So you know, um, I, Mr. Ryan, take control. Um, what I wanted to just do mention the, to the county auditor, um, 
I got a phone call from a CBE, a, a small contractor that was not being paid uh, the percentage they thought they should be paid. Uh, they talked to Sandy McDonald about it. I called Sandy and found out that they were not being paid what they should be paid. So I was wondering if your office can look into somehow uh, that the small vendors are, they're supposed to be getting percentages of the contract and they're not, we found one yesterday already that's not getting their percentage and maybe they don't realize this vendor kind of suspected they were getting short change. Is there something your office can do to look at that? Yes, sir, we'll look at what we can do. It depends on our audit authority to the extent it goes down to them, but we can do some audit work and find out the extent of any issues that may be going on. I appreciate that, thank you. County Attorney? Nothing here. Was the salutations and the thing for the pledge, was that uh, adequate enough? Okay, just wanted to make sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Commissioner Fisher? I don't want to take too long, but I just wanted to really Thank you. Commissioner compliment no, our... Jeez, uh, <laughs> man. Just I just sense, wanted to just really sense compliment our employees. We recognize those who have been here a long time, but those who have just started and those who are part of our community here. You know, as elected, they're the ones that really make us look good and shine. So I just want to thank them publicly for all of our employees that work every day, seven days a week, to, to make this county what it is today. So thank you. Thank you. Senator Rich? Pass. I love it. Commissioner Shreve, you're done. Okay. I, yield my, I yield my time to you, Mayor. <laughs> Vice Mayor Holness? Oh, wait. Do we have a timer on this? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. I'm going to take the rest of the day. Uh, well, you know, you just uh, pointed out uh, the issue that our small businesses face, uh, and, and I want to just salute uh, Mr. Sandy Michael McDonald. Would you stand up, Mr. Michael McDonald? Sandy, stand up. <laughs> he needs to give you some salutations. Yes. <clears throat> For the tremendous work he does in our Office of Economic Development and Small Business. Uh, Mayor Bogan, I've had several that we've had to go to Sandy with, and, and he's usually able to pick up the phone, make a phone call, and sometimes it gets done to where it's right. Uh, but it's sad that we still have folks who are not necessarily doing what they should do to help support our small business. So I'm grateful that you brought this item up uh, for us to do that. It is Black History Month, and as such, we celebrate the contribution of all Americans, but at this particular time, of uh, those who are black within our community. Uh, there are two events that I'll be attending. One is uh, at the courthouse, uh, being put on by Judge Michael Robinson, and I think you're going to be there also, Mayor, uh, on the 22nd in the jury room at 11 a.m. It's usually a very good event. And further also on the uh, 25th, uh, February, we'll be hosting the broad black elected officials honoring our past and forging the future, honoring many of our elected officials who have served us, uh, uh, including uh, Sylvia Pottier, who, sit, who sat on this very commission, uh, Bobby Grace from uh, Dania Beach, uh, Aston Knight from Sunshine Ranches, uh, former Vice Mayor and uh, Commissioner Benson, uh, former Senator Matt Meadows, uh, Dr. Brenda Snipes, and Congressman Hastings. Uh, hopefully I got all the ones that we've laid out. 
No, well, if you notice, all those folks are a little bit much older than I am, or uh, served previously. So, <laughs> so no, no. Well, I mean, nothing, nothing wrong with being older. Uh, it, there's wisdom in, in there's wisdom uh, in, in in those years. Uh, so we hope that you'll join us at the Urban League of Brock County. We also are looking to honor two uh, uh, people, uh, or uh, Mr. Hale from Brock College as a shining star, and also Mr. Koenig from uh, City Furniture, who's done a tremendous amount of work supporting the Urban League and many other uh, great causes within our community. That's uh, at the Urban League starting at 5.30 on the 25th. I won. <laughs> Commissioner Furr. Real quick, uh, just remind you to contact the mayors in your district to get them to sign up for the uh, children's movement. Um, I do want to congratulate uh, my staff member, uh, Clay Miller. Last night he was um, elected to be president of the Broward Young Democrats, and second, second president out of my office, so I'm glad to see that. And lastly, with the, um, I want, with the uh, employees that were recognized today, uh, I also want to say how proud we are of all of them, but one in particular who, who just ha happened to resign just a couple weeks before she was recognized was Carol Russo, and she was the assistant director to the library. Um, and she's been, I've known her for over 30 or so years. Uh, just a wonderful librarian, wonderful employee, and we'll miss her. That's all. Thanks. Commissioner Ryan, thank you. I Thank just you. wanted to extend a happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there, to all my colleagues, and to those that are close to you, give them an extra hug and a kiss this week, and buy your flowers early. And extend to the handful of people watching this, uh, watching this commission meeting. And you cannot <laughs> buy those out of Winn-Dixie, Commissioner Ryan. Commissioner Udeen. So um, everyone is invited Thursday at 5.30 to Pine Trails Park in Parkland for a uh, interfaith, non-denominational, non-political, there's gonna be no politicians introduced or on stage or whatever. This is just a, um, a, a, a interfaith service to recognize the one year anniversary of the MSD tragedy. Thank you to everybody. I know you guys all have things going on in your district and thank you for all the support that you've offered uh, along the way. One of the things that I, I've, and, and I've asked the airport director to help me and some other people. We are trying to request, while we know that there's gonna be a tremendous amount of media interest that day, we're trying to request that the media not fly helicopters over the school and over that service that they have. And I know Mark has been reached out, reaching out. It's something that goes up to federal people and we're, we're gonna try, but you know, you have students and community members that are really still suffering from PTSD. It's real, there's real feelings. And these helicopters, most of the families have called me about that. If we can do anything as a county to try and make sure that, uh, that, that these helicopters stay away. I have no problem, the media is gonna be there, we all know they're gonna be there, but there's really no reason to have helicopters hovering overhead on a school day, a day of service, a day of remembrance. So just a, just a request from me as one lowly member of the Board of County Commissioners, please, to the media, please respect the community's wishes and try not to fly the helicopters over Northwest Broward on Thursday. Thank you, everybody. Commissioner Furr would like to keep the meeting going. Go ahead, Commissioner Furr. Sorry, I forgot this one thing. <laughs> on that same note. Don't feel bad. Um, there is a, a place that is now going to be it's in the 
about a week or two or so. It's going to open called, in, it's, and it's in Parkland and Coral Springs. It's called Eagle's Haven, and it is for long-term uh, recovery for a lot of the people that have gone through this. It's been um, financed through the Children's Services Council and through, uh, and through United Way and, and through there and, and through JAFCO. All those, all of those, are, and it should be uh, should be up and running fairly soon. So yes, it's right on Coral Reef Drive. Ice facility. Thank you for for bringing that out. It's it's so important. I'm, we're see, we're just seeing it in Northwest Broward. Even though it's been a year, it's 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 just there's a lot of people that are really hurting. So thank you. This meeting is adjourned.